Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Wednesday, October 19th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios here off Taylorsville Road. We're happy to be here from 3 to 6 on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford with you here. Trevor Kelsey behind the glass, looking dapper today, looking fantastic. The UofL College of Business Studios, I'll say this right off the bat, you can tell that they, they, they caved. Mark Weinberg would be very upset with them. They gave in. They have turned the heat on. It's very clear here. I came in like triple layered, expecting to be a little bit cold like usual. It was cold in here yesterday. I don't know how you did the t-shirt, but they definitely have the heat on today. I welcome change, but as of right now, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit toasty back here. I have a few more layers than you. You Nat- do. You are still wearing I have a t-shirt. Natural layers. Let me also I, I walked in the day by thinking I, I should have wore a hood today and it wasn't that bad. And I knew I did I, I was like, I don't want to because I know I'm gonna get hot inside the studio and I'm glad to because they do have the heat on today. It's and warm I, I would have been really hot. Let me also just say, we walk in here, you walk in here to the U of L College Business Studios. I do. Business.louisville.edu. Yeah. Every day around three o'clock. But right by, right, right o'clock. about three o'clock. I'm usually getting here about five till or so, but I walk in at three. And we see Debbie smiling face at the front desk. Always a pleasure. We love her. When she's here, you always say the same thing, which is good morning. Yeah, or I, some form of how are you this morning? It's three in the afternoon. Well, I'm sorry if some of our parents raised us to be polite <laughs> to, 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 to people we meet, but it's not morning, is the point. Well, you don't, well, who just says who says the world? It's three in the really because this part of the world it is morning, and God love her every day. Debbie just smiles at you and she's like, <laughs> How's it going? Just, just, just plays it off, like acts like you didn't say like oh, the complete wrong time of day. Four, it's your I, morning, we get it. It's 40 not her years morning. People reacting that way to me. <laughs> but, but every day I laugh. You're like, good morning. I'm like, it's three in the afternoon, Trump. Being polite. I know you woke up 30 minutes ago, but. Uh, 40. I woke up 40 at 220 today. Had time to get over to Arby's. Almost cutting it close. That explains the extra alertness today. Yeah, I was. I, it was that point. I was I was cutting it cutting it close to where I was. The people in front of me got their food. I'm like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. They're like looking in the bag. I'm like, well, you going to eat the meal here? Come on, let's roll, let's roll, let's go. I got to get mine. Well, we need the vibes right, and you kind of been, you've been, slept. we've had two days this week where you just haven't eaten during the show. It did, and it did not work out well. No. Because by like 4.30, I'm getting grumpy. And a hungry Trevor is not a happy Trevor. It's not. And not a happy Trevor, and an angry Trevor is like a, well, it's, it can be entertaining to some, but most to not. You're not focused. You're not happy. Focused. You're 
throwing the vibes off because we got we got things right with the Arby's week before Virginia. Yeah. And now yeah. you're throwing it back into flux. You single-handedly apparently ruined AEW last night. I think you take the blame <laughs> for that because you didn't have the Arby's during the show. I'm kind of I'm partially kind of glad now. I, 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 halfway through the show, I was like, man, I kind of wish I'd gone. Then by the end, I was like, I'm kind of glad I didn't go. Yeah, apparently there was a, what, you said a bad injury? Yeah, Hangman Page and uh, Moxley with about, I want to say, I, I don't watch it live because when I do, I can tell when the finish is coming, and I hate that. Because, mm. you you know, you see, oh, we got you know three minutes left till the top of the hour, so they're going to be going. Sense. So I kind of like to watch it a little behind, plus I can fast forward to some commercials. And uh, as I was watching, you know, I think there was about 10 minutes, probably 10 minutes left in the match. And... Uh, they did a Moxie did a uh, King Kong Larian on him, which is when you clothesline him and the guy just kind of flips and ah. lands. And when he does, he just lands and he just goes flat. No. Page does, and the referee runs up to him, and immediately the doctor runs in and they 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 give the X, and you know Moxie's over in the corners bleeding everywhere, and yeah. they, they they have to take the ropes down, and the announcers are just scrambling. You know, you're kind of wondering is this a, is the shoot sure. is it a work? You know, is this real? And, it was clear pretty quick by you could tell by the way the announcer, especially Taz's face and his expressions and the way he was talking, he seemed very nervous. And they had to bring the stretcher out and take they took the ropes off, stretcher out, and Yeesh. and then uh, they kind of after that they Moxley cut like a kind of promo, and then they went to what was going to be their finish, which was, was the guy coming out to challenge him for the pay per view. So, yeah. but it was just kind of a, a sad. Uh, hopefully, he's going to be okay. It does not sound. It, the The reports last night was a severe concussion. Okay. So he was. He gave a thumbs up apparently on a stretcher going. Well, that's in. good. Yeah, that's good news. So uh, other than, other than that was a great show. Oh, uh, Orange didn't win the championship though. I'm sorry. I told you I called it. He didn't. He didn't get pinned though. So that was good. It's like he won. But <laughs> Trent, Trent got pinned. So he's half a champion. Damn, damn you, he's Trent. a third of a champion. Thirty three point three percent. Repeating. Yeah, I, I know that feeling. <laughs> We've got. Uh, How was your Tuesday though? It was fine. It was good. It was uh, you know standard Tuesday dad night, boring as hell. Uh, I did. I I sent you the so the videos of the, the uh, your, your people living a life that we we no longer yeah, live. The only semi exciting thing that happened at, at the house was you know, Virginia takes. Uh, I, I hesitate to even talk about it. I don't know if anybody who has kids around like the toddler age, like two, three, four. Virginia just turned three. I don't know how her poop is as big as it is. <laughs> So she she goes to the bathroom I last night. Asked myself that question about my own life. But I like she she goes to the bathroom last night and she's like all done and comes out and she's this little thing and there are two logs that I don't think I've ever had poops that big in my entire life. I don't like I don't know how they come out of her body. So this this happens. I'm like okay. I'm like great job. You know she she went poop. Well done. And then all of a sudden like we, we go back out. Mary is downstairs. She's riding the Peloton, your, your favorite thing. She's getting a little quick. I'm glad, to see, I'm glad to see it's still getting used. And not, She's getting a quick little Peloton a, yeah. in. She's getting a quick Peloton ride in. Yeah. So I've got the kids upstairs. And Virginia all of a sudden is like, I got to go again. And she like sprints to the bathroom. And I notice there's like poop hanging out of her butt. And she's she's fully potty trained. She's never had an accident like this in her life. But they're like, like, they're like two. the best of it. Yeah, like two little kind of like nuggets of poop like end up on the floor. And so like I'm getting her on the on the back in the bathroom. I'm cleaning up the first nugget. I look back. John has his hands in the second nugget. So it just it, it's a disaster scenario. Like the, the one 20 minutes out of the day where Mary has to be like away. There's just a total disaster at the house. I'm cleaning up the poop off the ground. I'm getting John cleaned up. As this is happening, my buddy Dylan 
hitting ghost for the Yankees, sends the video to our baseball they text group. Sends a, well, this makes no sense if you don't know that. I guess so, yeah. Some people don't listen to every show. <laughs> but sends the video to uh, to our, our, our ba- old baseball text group of him on the field, yeah. champagne on his face, posing for the team picture as they celebrate. I'm looking at this, like, literally. like this. I, I know I use literally a lot. Literally, as I'm cleaning poop off the ground and just being like, you know, it's okay because <laughs> this memory is worth its weight in gold, right? Like I'm looking at this video, I'm like, this is we're living different times. But props to the Yankees, uh, props to Dylan getting it done. They're moving on. He was very excited about it. He got a, a nice little. He also was like, eh, that win alone got me a nice little bonus. I'm not gonna say how much it was, but it was. It was well, you got a bonus too from uh, Judge hitting the home runs too. He, did, I, I think he did. Um, but this was like you know every coach gets a in their salary. You know if you make it to the ALCS, you get this amount of money. If you make it to the World Series, you get this amount of money. So he's like, this win just got like. Has he made more in bonuses just this season than we, me and you have made probably in a combined God knows how long in our lives? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Not in our lives, but this <laughs> since we started doing the show, yeah. Oh, well, that's for that, sure. I'm sure he made more of that in his weekly salary, maybe. Well, no, not that much. <laughs> but the, the bonus, I was like, oh, well, that's nice. That's, <laughs> that's congrats. I, well I, done. I do like that you have now confirmed to me, because when you texted me that last night, and I replied, I was like, well, that's crazy. I just got my China One, too, which I know was kind of rubbing salt in the I know, because I love China One. I, I know you do. Anymore. I know. And I was like, Everybody's just getting their shots in last <laughs> night. And then when you said it, I was like, I, I, I kind of joked. I was like, why are you picking up, you know, Virginia? Virginia's poop off the floor. And I, I was like, oh, he's just talking about probably her toys. He's not being literal. I no, like, I was being literal. I was like, he's like, no, there's no way he's being literal. I was like, I'm just... Don't, I mean, I no. just ended up taking them literally. Very literal. It was the first time this has ever happened. First time she's ever had an, like, an accident like this. <laughs> so now when you're confirming, I'm like, he yeah. was le- I was literally claiming human feces <laughs> off the, the hardwood floor <laughs> and out of my son's hands. Because once after a second, right the second time, I'm like, oh. He's just, he's just referring to you know her bleep as her toys. No, it was it was it was poop. <laughs> and God love her, she took like another gigantic crap on the toilet like right after that. I don't know. I, 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 I don't beat know. Her last I don't know. What's, I have no idea what's going. She eats soy sauce and rice for like every meal. It's all she wants to eat. <laughs> Shouldn't be that solid. <laughs> we I mean we get turkey and chicken in there when we can, but like it's yeah, she's she likes fruit too. Thank God. But like she wants soy sauce and rice every meal. I don't know what, what happened, but she it's, it's all she asked for, and somehow it leads to like the most massive. <laughs> feces you've ever seen in your entire life. I've got no idea how this is possible, but that's the life that I'm living. Awesome. I feel, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this. You're, this feels like our roles have reversed here at this point. This is a story I should be telling. This sounds like something I would come into a show on the start of day and be like, picking up poop off the floor, rubbing it and trying to get it out of kids' hands. That was me. I mean, no. just, this, this, is the, this is the life that I live. I mean, I'm the one that, Drops it on the side of Gene Snyder. I mean, well, that's that's you though. That's your that's your own story. Thankfully, I've not had to clean up my own crap out of anywhere. I, I mean, oh, I, I think since the, I was like two years I old, pick it up off the highway or anything. I mean, <laughs> uh, we've got plenty to get to. What that shirt still there? It is. Uh, we'll drive by sometime. It is Wednesday, which means if we weren't already doing this, we're going to get weird. This this is in football season. This is kind of like the last. Maybe not the last, but it, we're 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 trending towards the last end of Weird Wednesday because once we get into basketball season, you're gonna have a lot of basketball games on Wednesday. You're gonna be reacting to some games on Wednesday. We're gonna have exhibitions coming up in just a couple of weeks. But for now, in football like season next week, isn't it? An exhibition on the thirtieth, a week from Sunday. Yeah, yeah, okay, you're right. That is technically yeah. right. And then we'll have, I think the next the one after that against Chaminade is that Thursday. So oh, yeah. we'll have a game to talk about then. Um, you know, we have typically Wednesdays during football season are the lightest on news. There is some news to talk about today for sure, 
but you've got you know, you're two days removed from the most recent game. For us, it was a bye week. You're still three days away from kickoff. It's a little bit early to dive heavy into the previewing, although there are some some pit notes to get to. So we like to let the text line dictate the weirdness of the show. So text us at 502-414-1450. Your, your, your thoughts, your comments, your reactions, your topic ideas, whatever you got today, this is the day. Sometimes we'll skip over some weird stuff during the day on the text line. On Wednesdays, no. We're going to entertain it. We're going to dive fully in. If serial killers winds up you know, taking hold of the conversation for like 45 minutes, we dedicate 45 minutes to it. It's what we do on Wednesdays. Uh, again, we love Thornton's. Download that Refreshing Rewards app. Save you money every time you need to fuel up the pump. And then text us at 502-414-1450. Every time you bring up serial killers, people listening out of context are probably like, what the hell are these two? You got to keep up with the show. I don't know what to <laughs> so, tell you. You got to listen to every episode every day, which you can because you can find our podcast wherever you find podcasts by searching 1450 The Big Somebody's just like just today for the first time is like, honey, you got to listen to this Rutherford show. They're all over it's the great. place. 15 minutes in, they brought up picking up feces off the floor, eating <laughs> China one and getting serial killers. And recruiting notes? And re- no. No. None. Not, none. Are they going to talk about sports? They've already just told you, nope, not today, maybe. Well, we'll get, we'll get there. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll bring up a little bit. What are we going to talk about? I mean, like, besides, you know, we, I don't know. We, I've only been up for 45 minutes. You tell me. We've had the Malik Cunningham discussion. We've yeah. had, we can talk a little bit more about, I think, there's some Kenny Payne stuff out there that I do want to talk about. Um, we can touch on the ACC men's basketball preseason honors and, and poll came out last night, which is a weird time for it to come out. But anyways, we'll talk about that for a little bit. But, you know, just like two hours of Jeff Brom. No, we don't need to do that today. We'll have time for that. I'm sure at some point down the line. Brom will always get his time in the sun. Two hours of what does Satterfield need to get to to you know, win total to get his job, to keep his job? You know, No, we, we, we'll, we have plenty of time for that. We've you done that plenty. Use two more hours of that opposed Malik to Cunningham, Brock the Dome. weeks we've talked about. It. Yeah, it's, you know, There's only so much you can talk about on these fronts. So we like to get out of the box a little bit on Wednesdays. Yeah. I do want to talk. We can start with um, the media day stuff yesterday. And I've got yeah. kind of a broad thought overall. If you haven't seen it yet. Louisville, according to the media and the ACC, has been picked to finish 12th out of 15 teams in the ACC in men's basketball, which should not have been a shock to anybody. I think most preseason prognostications have had Louisville anywhere from 9th to 14th. They've kind of always been in that range. Most have them around 11th, 12th, 13th. So to see them coming in at 12 was not a shock. But I will admit, like, there was something jarring about seeing it in writing. You know, seeing Louisville, that name, down there, you know, right with Boston College and Pitt and Georgia Tech and then 12 number next to them. You knew it was coming, but even it's it's like when something bad happens and you actually see the video of it. You can read the description of, of what took place when you see the video at something else. And to actually see that, that preseason poll come out and see all the familiar names over the top, Carolina, Duke, Virginia, and to see us all the way down there at 12, it, it hurt my heart a little bit to see it. And... Then to go on to, like, they do a first team and a second team all ACC preseason. No players from Louisville on either one of those teams, which you expected. And then you do all the players who got a preseason player of the year vote, which, by the way, who voted Hunter Couture preseason ACC player of the year? Reveal yourself. My bad. What are you What are you doing? My bad. I thought I said Hunter Renfro. I was on the wrong sport. Do you I know who Hunter Couture plays for? Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, somebody just... You know, the ACC, they love to say, like, we don't have a regular season champion. We have a tournament champion. Somebody just got really into the tournament because they think it's the ACC thing to do. And they're like, Hunter Couture, he's player of the year next year. Ridiculous. Who does he play for? Virginia Tech. Oh, okay. They won last year. He was really good in the ACC tournament. I but forgot. He's not. He's, I mean, he's not the best player in the, that, in the by, by the time the tournament came around, I was like, I'd already blacked out the basketball season in my Understandable. mind. Understandable. 
But like you see that, and then you see the freshman of the year voting. A lot of players get votes there. No, like there's no mention of Louisville anywhere on this list of of, of honors and awards. And it's just I mean, again not not unexpected. I'm not saying yeah. that it's unexpected at all. I'm just saying that actually seeing it has reinforced just how much that this moment in time, which we hope is a very brief moment in time, just sucks. It, it, like, I, I hate getting. I get all. The, I'm getting all the preview stuff now in my inbox. People are writing stuff. They're like, "Hey, check out my list of the the top 25 guards in college basketball. The list of the you know the biggest overachievers in basketball. The breakout sophomores." And I know that every time I click one of these links, because I love getting into preview stuff in October. I know every time I click one of these links, there's going to be no mention of Louisville whatsoever. And this is the first time in my lifetime that that's been the case. Even when we've been projected to have down seasons, you've had. We've been in the conversation, right? There's been a storyline. Like this guy could be a breakout sophomore. This guy could be an All ACC player. Well, even last year, you had the the grad transfer team. You did, yeah, the grad transfer. I mean, we were picked by we were in or some, maybe not grad. We were in some early preseason top twenty fives last year. I remember yeah. my guys over at Three Man Weave had us in the top twenty five, and like there was talk about you know if this happens, this happens. Like like this could be one of the better teams in the ACC. Like there, there was conversation surrounding Louisville this time last year, whereas now, outside of just hey. Kenny Payne's a new coach. How's he going to do? There's nothing. And where's the one thing Louisville could, a player or maybe even Kenny Payne could sneak into on one of those lists? Nowhere. I mean, maybe up and coming center with Curry, possibly. I mean, I don't know. Break breakout season for Withers, even though it's he's a junior. Yeah, that was last year. That should have been last year. I mean, I mean, the only thing that you're going to see maybe like players unlikely to get out of the doghouse. JJ Trainer. I mean, Brandon Huntley Hatfield could get a little bit of love as like a breakout transfer or something like that. But, yeah. but like that's going to be way down the list. My my whole point is this: I hope that this is a this is the only time that we're in this position where it's it's October. And, I, and I'm not talking about like local interest because locally we're always going to be interested. We the basketball team is we, we talked about practice for like two hours yesterday and rumors of what we heard from practice. Like this, it's always going to drive the conversation locally around here. There's going to be interest. We're going to get excited regardless of what the national prognostications are. But I hope this is the last time. I hope this is the last time in my life and everyone listening's life where we have an October where the expectations are like this, where the conversations surrounding the Louisville Cardinal men's basketball team is this muted because it sucks. And I know it's just chatter and I know that none of it matters once you actually start tipping off and the the games play and the storylines change. But for right now, when you're trying to drum up that enthusiasm and you're really just getting yourself psyched for November and the early season tournaments and just the start of this whole five month journey to the tournament to not have Louisville being discussed anywhere is unusual and it feels wrong and it, just kind of sucks, and and it, it needs to change. And hopefully, this is year, starting Friday with Louisville Live, is the beginning of that process. Because I, I don't want to go through this again. This is one of those moments where this is like this is billboard material for the team. Oh, I've seen this some is people. Kenny Payne, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they are. I mean, I mean, if if they need billboard material, they I mean they could build a like literal billboard with like <laughs> tiny pieces of paper with all the you know, perceived snubs. Giant wall across the side of the building. There's no shortage of information <laughs> that you can use here if you want. Take down that Diane Sawyer thing and then just fill it with billboard material for the team. Haters Louisville. <laughs> now it is, speaking of Louisville Live, they did make the official announcement today that uh, Jack Harlow, going to be the guest host, we saw it coming, we thought it was going to happen. Is he technically, does that mean he's the surprise host too? I think he is the, he's the special guest. Because if they're announcing it, he's not a surprise. He's the special guest. He is. Um, th- they're now announcing it. I talked to some people yesterday who kind of let me know that, that this was going to happen. They said they, they couldn't officially announce it until 
he announced his concert at the KFC Young Center, which happened yesterday. Yeah. They were waiting for that. But they had ticket sales, as I mentioned before, were, were down early on. So they had to leak it whenever that was, like last Friday. And they did see a spike when, when Harlow put on his Instagram, like Louisville Live, eyeball emoji. Like, you know, they saw tickets being sold there. And I think the, 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 there's been another boost today since that announcement came. Because what you're going to have, if you're a diehard Louisville basketball fan who just wants to see the team, like you don't care about Jack Harlow. You don't care about all the pomp and circumstance. You don't care about anything outside of the, the, the basketball. It's going to be a different crowd. There are going to be people who just show up at this thing see Harlow. to see Jack Harlow because yeah. he's going to perform some music. It's not going to be just him hosting. Yeah, you can get a Harlow concert for fifteen bucks or something. It's not really a concert. He's going to play, I think, a, a couple songs okay. or, or do something. But yeah. he's. It's not going to be a full on concert. But yeah, that fifteen bucks. It's it's a. This is one of the biggest musical acts in the world right now. You can see him close up and personal for a, a small fee. There will be people who come. There will be people who come from out of state just to see him, who have no interest whatsoever in Louisville basketball. And you know what the crowd's going to – I mean, if you wanted to see it, there, there will be. Like, <laughs> I can see how you saw my expression on my face. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's going to happen. I, I guess you're right. Teachers, anyway, whatever floats your boat, people. And you saw – I mean, you were at the kickball thing. Yeah, you you're saw, right. You saw what the crowd looked like, though. Like, what it, the, the the predominant fan base, it's <laughs> slightly younger and female. Like that, I think you're going to see a lot of that at Louisville Live. There's going to be a lot of people who are like screaming for the slam dunk contest to end so that Jack can get back on the mic and they can see Jack Arlo. And that's, look, they're trying to sell tickets. They want to make this. This is. Louisville Live's becoming TRL. And you have to remember, <laughs> this is predominantly for the players and the recruits. Yeah. It's not for us. It's not. Just remember that when you start going into your old man rant. Just remember, you know, if, yeah. you, if you're like, I wanted to see the three-point contest. Like, you know, that's going to happen. You're going to see that. I want to see him practice the weave. But this is a show. This is to try to get the players feeling themselves a little bit. And it's really to try to get the recruits that are in attendance to think that this is a cool place to be. To think, hey, two years from now, one year from now, three years from now, I want to be a part of this. I want Jack Harlow announcing my name. I, I want to be posing for pictures with with Harlow, with whoever else is going to be there. I want girls in the crowd screaming my name. Like, I, I, Don't we all? That's what, exactly. That's what this is for. That's what Friday night is for. Is it the unofficial start of the basketball season? Technically, yes. But in reality, it is a marketing event that is for recruiting, and it's for the team itself. It's kind of like a, a reward. Like You come to Louisville for this type of adoration. adoration. Just remember you're telling me you're doing it for the kids. You're doing it for the kids. It's for the children. And Think of fine. the children. It is kind of cool though. I mean, you've got Jack Harlow co-host the Tonight Show last what, what, week. Was it was that last okay? Yeah. He's hosting Saturday Night Live a week from now. And no, in between that, no, 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 he's that's, hosting Louisville Live. That's not this Saturday coming up. That's a week from now, week, yeah. A week from Saturday. I actually do want to um, that'll be the first Saturday Night Live I'll probably watch in 30 years. Yeah, he'll be on uh, the 29th I'll of October. Right, but... yeah, we'll, beat Wake, we'll smack Wake Forest around, we'll celebrate my son's birthday, happy birthday to John uh, yeah, that night, and then we'll watch Jack Harlow do his thing. But in between then and now, night. we're going to have him hosting Louisville Live. It's it, it's it's a, a no-brainer move for Louisville. I also, and when's the Yum concert? December 18th, I want to say. Is he, it's December. I know you probably don't know this. I was like, and I guess I, I, I was thinking this because you were like, you, you said, you mentioned it was always a dream for him to play Yum. He's not played the Yum before. And, and you said, you mentioned that. And I was thinking, like, I'm surprised he, like, my dream would have been playing Freedom Hall. But then again, I guess he's young. He's, yeah, he's definitely the Yumsters built in 2010. He's 24 years old. He was probably like 12 years old, when, I guess, when the Yum was yeah. built. And so he, I wonder he, if he's played Freedom Hall, though, as well. I 
Don't think so. That'd be a cool weekend show. He's in the though. palace. He's. I mean, he's in. A, he's in. I think every ve- venue besides the Yum Center in Louisville. I mean, you got to remember, like Freedom Hall, maybe when, <laughs> but they don't have concerts at Freedom Hall. Right? Oh, they don't still do stuff in there. I think they though? do like the fair, maybe, but like not for just regular. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you you got to remember, like when Harlow was talking about his Louisville basketball fandom, and they're like, you know, who was the defining figure growing up? Like he's he's a T Wool kid. Like oh, like, I know, yeah, you're T right. Wool being here and playing does not seem like that it, that it was that long ago to people like you and I, but. For him, like that was his; those were his formative sports fan years. Like he's a he's younger than I. I don't think a day doesn't go by that I don't think about something and go, "Oh, that was been like ten years ago." And the does, national it, title. And the, the, the way the way it makes me grasp how long it's been is I'll go, "Okay, say this is 1990. That'd have been 1980." And I know. Like, I know. Wow. I, know. I mean, <laughs> uh, we knew before this that uh, Peyton, Steve, and Angel McCautry were also going to be co-hosts. Yep. My understanding, based on the release that they put out today, because Steve had just signed a deal to you know he's had been retired. We actually were going to get him involved in the radio show in some capacity. We're still going to try to make that happen, but he had. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, of I know. I feel like I'm the blocking this in some way. No, it's not you. <laughs> he signed a deal with the, the the Hawks team in the National Basketball League in Australia. Nice. So they had, I guess, they had a player get hurt. They had an opening. They signed Siva, so he's good there playing for the team now. But he will apparently, according to the release, be back for the Louisville Live. So he's not going to be in Australia. He'll still make it. They still have some sort of special plans. They've hinted at more guests and former players that are going to be around. We mentioned Kevin Ware's tweeted out that he's going to be there. I'm hoping that I'm still hoping they're going to do some sort of honoring of the the national championship team since it's the start of their 10 year anniversary. Uh, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. And also, we found out that uh, you know my suggestion of Pat Day apparently falling on deaf ears. What are you doing? Oh, they, I got excited that you're going to make it's going to be there. I wish. <laughs> that's what I thought you were in that sentence with. I want Pat Day to come out like right after Jack Harlow. Like place is going nuts, girls screaming for Harlow, and then it's like and also. It's not just Jack, folks. He's the winningest all-time <laughs> jockey in Churchill Downs history. Give it up for Pat Day. Uh, the camera scans and you see kids like faces in shock. Like, oh no! Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> one kid in the flat bill tilted to the side, losing his mind. Like, no, <laughs> bad day. Just pushing Harlow out of the way. <laughs> Back, you little punk. <laughs> we got to get to Pat Day. Uh, but no, that didn't happen. But this was a – I know that so – I saw some Louisville fans who were like, you know, of course it's Harlow. Like, why are they even teasing this thing? One, they couldn't announce it outright apparently until he announced this this U of a, this uh, concert at the Yum Center. I don't know why, but, say, yeah. but they that was what I was told. And two, it's still it, – it drums up enthusiasm for, I think, a segment of the people that will be there that are not the perpetually online, soaking up every piece of news Louisville – sports fan right like this is appealing to a different demographic people who don't care that much about Louisville basketball who are just kind of you know whatever fans like I watch the I, I follow the team loosely I'll watch the team in the tournament they're they may care about Jack Harlow more than they care about Louisville basketball and they may not have even known Louisville Live was a thing until today or until Friday when he kind of hinted that he was going to be here and that's who you're trying to they want a full house so obviously you you do Harlow last though right well he's hosting well I mean but in terms of performing he has to perform last I would guess so. Because like, this is going to be like when I went and saw uh, I went and saw Aerosmith and Kiss. And I, I'm not a big Kiss fan, but I want to see Aerosmith. And Kiss opened, and Kiss when Kiss finished, I swear like three-quarters of the crowd left. I can see that. Because like, they were like, we're just here to see Kiss, which is fine. I don't, you know, that's teaches. I don't, I would have stayed just as, you know, because I paid as much as you do for those tickets. Right. But, you know, I could just, that that's what you don't want to happen is if you bring Harlow out and you have that, like you said, people there. And you're right. You're probably a lot of, some people are going there just to see him. He formed, they're like, all right, we're good. Let's go. The basketball team comes out and the place is half empty now. Like, not a good look. If they bring out 
People are just walking. Here comes your 2023 team. People take them out. All this is the backs of kids walking to the exits. There's like booing JJ Trainer. Like, yeah. We want Jack. We want, we want Jack. Jack. It's like, well, this backfired. No, I, I think I, my assumption is he'll probably do like the hosting duties. He'll bring out the team. Yeah. Maybe play a song and it'll do like the three point shootout and the slam dunk contest. Which Jack will be back later to perform again. And then, yeah, he'll do something yeah. to kind of wrap it up. And, and then at the end, that, that's what I would guess. Uh, but if you're wondering, by the way, slam dunk contest participants, JG Trainer, LLs who won last year, and then Brandon Huntley Hatfield are going to be competing in the slam dunk contest. <laughs> He's you got two 6'10 guys out there. Well, he won last year pretty I easily. Know. I think Trainer, I think Trainer was in it last year too. <laughs> I mean, he's my he's my pick to win again. Is he? Yeah, he's Ellis or Trainer. Ellis, oh, he's a he's a dynamic athlete. His dunks were actually like two no, years I ago when Darius Perry won. Like the dunks were not good. Ellis's dunks last year to win were were legit. I'm, I've always I'm, I'm I'm the old man that's, that's the anti. If you're above like six nine, you shouldn't be in a dunk contest. I don't think. Okay, maybe even six eight. Oh, it just takes away from it. It's just there's not. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't. It doesn't do it for me. It's like, ooh, you're seven feet. You can dunk. Yay! <laughs> I just, I mean, give, give me Spud Webb and L. Ellis and you know, not Nate Robinson because it took him seventy two dunks to get it in. But you know, I want that. You have hot dunk contest takes. You, I do. Well, you, you've established not that. to mention the dunk contest has been total crap since nineteen ninety one. You hate it. Everything's been crap since 1990. No, right? not everything. Everything. Dunk yeah. contest for sure, though. There's been a few individual performances, but overall the dunk contest has been poop. I just glanced at my email. and Do you do the Nextdoor app? Uh, I thought you were married, dude. Come on. No, the Nextdoor app. It's like for people in the neighborhood, basically like to complain about stuff that's happening in their neighborhood. Was it, now, is that the one you told me about my neighborhood? or? I have no idea what you're talking about. There's an app you got me to sign up for that I hate now because I get emails constantly about it. I think I forget what it's called. Well, maybe yeah. it was Nextdoor, but Nextdoor is it's the funniest app in the world. It, it's honestly just people complaining about people doing stuff to the yards or fireworks is the, the that, common thing. That sounds like my, my, my so app. I don't use the app, but I still get the emails. And it'll, they, they tease you. And my God, they do a great job of teasing you because they'll have like the headline of the most popular post yeah, and they'll cut it off right at like the juicy part. And so I just glanced at the, my, my email and it just goes, I'm deleting next door. I'm tired of notifications from people and other dot, dot, dot. And it cuts off right there. I'm like, this is perfect because this person isn't very clearly not in my neighborhood. Yeah, I, I, it's the next door. I yeah. say. And I, I'm the same. And you know what got me to sign up for? I think the app, and I don't use the app. I think I've deleted the app from my phone. But like you get the emails, was because of those teases. Yeah. I think the one I got last night was in, in full capital letters with like eight exclamation points. Gunshots. <laughs> yeah, that's every next door <laughs> app. I'm like, I'm like, I didn't hear any gunshots. Like you said, when you click on it, it's always something to do with a neighborhood nowhere near you. Whether it's sometimes not even in the state, it's every yeah. That, that's every update. It's and like, it, then you go Google your like your area. What was nothing, that noise? Like, and I'm like, <laughs> I look at it and it's like, oh yeah, Jimmy's next door neighbor dog like ran into the garage. Like that was what that noise was. And then then you do a search. I, when I first got into the app, I search, I remember I searched like my area and like nothing would come up. Yeah, like, you'd have one thing from like three months ago. Somebody like. Who's doing the leaf blower to my yard? You know, type stuff. It's like it, it, every update is like suspicious white dude in a hoodie walks walk through my front yard. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do about that, Karen? What, 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 what am I supposed? How am I supposed to handle this? Am I supposed to be vigilant here, on the lookout, dude in a hoodie walking around? I don't. I got nothing. I got. I don't know what to say. 
Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the your text. Also, I, I got a couple other thoughts on, on Louisville Live to get to. Uh, Kenny Payne, I finally read that full story from The Athletic. A couple of follow-up thoughts on what he had to say. There's a growing theme every time that he talks to the media that I want to get to. And, and like I said, we'll take some text on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday here on 1450 The Big X. I know you love this, which makes me love you more. That's what, it's probably my, my favorite, one of my favorite albums. It's got to be up there. I mean, who doesn't love it? I mean, I still tell people I'm cooler than a polar bear's toenails to this day. The defining line for the has to be. Welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show. On a Wednesday, we like to get weird on Wednesday. We're going to start making that happen. Thank you to early 90s videos for actually being clean, by the way. Yeah. Uh, via the Thornton Sacks line, we'll get there in just a second. We talked a little bit in the first segment there about Louisville Live, about the lack of hype nationally surrounding this Louisville men's basketball team, which has been picked to finish 12th in the ACC and has no players on the all-conference team, which was announced uh, yesterday. We'll get to the uh, the text line here. There was something. You take some confidence that there were three teams picked below us, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we all expected Georgia Tech to be below us because they're below pretty much every all the other three hundred twenty three teams. Like they're just like there's three hundred three hundred twenty three teams in the league in, in college basketball. No, that's one hundred. There are three hundred sixty eight, I believe. Okay, and then there's goes dot 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 Georgia Tech. Yeah. So I mean, so we're good there, but like at least we're ahead of still like who is it? Boston College and someone else. Georgia Tech's last in, in all these. Yeah, I believe Boston College and Pitt are right below us. We lost a pit last year. Well, <laughs> they are. Boston College is is thirteenth. Pitt is fourteenth. Pitt also lost like their good players, and then the, the one good kid that they brought in is like, been arrested. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's doing the doing the longest yard version of basketball right now. If you were wondering, by the way, first team All ACC: Armando Baycott, who was the preseason Player of the Year pick uh, from North Carolina; Isaiah Wong from Miami; Caleb Love from UNC. Terquavian Smith from NC State and Jeremy Roach from Duke are the first team. Um, like I mentioned, Baycott, runaway winner for preseason player of the year, got 82 votes. The next highest was Isaiah Wong with five. Caleb Love got four. Jeremy Roach got three. PJ Hall, who's not healthy, got two. RJ Davis from Carolina got two. Terquavian Smith from NC State got one. Derek Whitehead from Duke got one. And then Hunter Couture got, got one from Virginia Tech. I still am blown away. But I'm a little, Isaiah Wong should have probably gotten more than five. Isaiah Wong's really, really good. Uh, yes, very good. I would have voted for Baycott, but if I was going to vote for somebody else, I would have voted for him. He's fantastic. He lights us up every time we play him, too. So, I mean, personally, we, we should have some. I think we feel Isaiah Wong's impact more than most teams. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I mean, I think he should have got a little more. I'm, I'm not saying he, he should have won, but I think he could have gotten deserved a little more love. I saw yesterday. Even his own school, though, he's getting disrespect as we learned over the offseason. Right. Man, I think they made that right. <laughs> he was like, I'm no longer complaining. No more questions. I'm good. Uh, I saw yesterday it was Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference Media Day, which means nothing, wouldn't mean nothing around these parts if Rick Pitino was not the coach at Iona. 
Um, you said the Metro, and I just had a great flashback. Oh, I know. But Iona <laughs> is the preseason pick to win the MAC again. But then I saw this quote. Like, Patino was asked about, you know, getting up there in age, all these greats retiring. Like, like, does that come into your mind at all? And he served up this quote. He said, if I had a choice for when I could die, it would probably just be on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. Just roll a seven right there. And I saw the quote, and I was like, damn it, I love this guy. I, mean, I, I can't not love him. I can't not love this man. Honestly, did, would you would you like expect it to be the other way with Patino? No. I mean, the, the guy. The, the, I mean, the man like went to Greece to coach just to, to, before he could get back to college basketball. This is what he does. He, it's who he, he is. It, it's so bad. Yeah. I mean, no. I, I I would not. I mean, I would not be surprised to be. It's just he's yelling at a ref. But he sits down, grabs the the goat milk, and just topples over. He just turned seventy last month. He's he got looks like he's ninety. <laughs> I don't know. I think he looks good. Is he getting better now? He looks. The last picture I saw of him, he's looking good. I don't we know if aged, he's got a little bit of work done. Pretty quick here. He's he's looking good these days. He's got at least ten more good years in him. Like well, he he will go to eighty, no problem. Who's I wonder who's the oldest coach in college basketball? Who's a like? How old was Larry Brown when he went? To, he was in the, like eighty five when he SMU, wasn't he? Feel, no, I don't, again, he just looks like it. Maybe Beheim seventy seven. Okay, Larry Brown. I mean, because he hasn't been head coach now. In no, and he, almost and ten he's years. Not that old. Yeah, he's eighty two. Yeah, and so, so yeah. that was in the seventies. I wonder if has anyone coached in their eighties. I wonder in, in college basketball. I feel like Lefty Drizel was way up there when he was still coaching. Possibly, yeah, he coached for a while. But Patino, huh. Patino might make it longer than anybody. I mean, hell, Beheim might go to like ninety. That's like he's true. showing no signs of wanting to step down. Um, everybody thought when his kids graduated, he'd leave. And he's like, nope, got more kids coming. I'm sure there's more somewhere does, does out he there. Have, does he have a kid in junior junior high junior high right now? I think he's running. He's out. waiting on. I think Jimmy and Buddy are it. I think that's it. But hell, he may have. I think he had kids from his first marriage. They may have grandkids coming pretty soon. Yes, that's not where they're going with grandkids. He's got a recruitable grandkid coming up any day now. Hey, your grandkids probably already graduated college. I feel that coming. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Let's go to the Thornton sex line. Texture says, uh, Mike talking about the my daughter having like bigger craps than I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> that's where this whole day is going to go. Their digestive out. systems are perfect at that age. That's the reason. I sure it just. I mean, isn't that part of being a parent? When their butts are just so small, like, how does that how does that come out? I don't understand. I mean, even I, even when when dealing with my like twenty years ago, when my buddy's kids were little and in and, and that age, and I don't think there's anyone who doesn't handle kids that at some point goes and looks and goes, "How the hell did that come it's, out?" It that blows kid? my mind. <laughs> and like, and she does it so quick. Like, she goes in there to poop, and she she always says like, "I need privacy," and she closes the door. Nice. And like five seconds later, she's like, "All done," and it's the most gigantic crap you've ever seen in your life. I'm like, "How are you in not in pain?" That quick in decades. Exactly. <laughs> takes me that, I can't get off the toilet that fast for like one that's like a fourth <laughs> of the size. It's taking me like 15 minutes. It's yeah. I just, God, love them. Texas. I just watched an episode of The Floor Is Lava last night, and it featured Orange Cassidy. Ooh, the floor is lava. What I've is, heard of it. I've got no idea what it is. I don't know what it is either. Yeah, but it's got OC. That's my guy. That's your guy. The floor is lava. That, isn't that when that that makes me think of the the was it New Girl, the the game they would play the where they would run around the drinking game that no one ever knew the rules for. I think the floor was lava in that, wasn't it? Well, floor is lava is a game that like all kids play. I've never heard of it. You've never played like that when you're like little, like oh. getting up on couches, like you can't just fall on the floor. The floor is lava. No, never did that. It also was like a big meme, like. Five ten years ago, we hit Nintendo. I mean, so did I. I we, mean, still played, time, when, we still played the floor as well. Lava. We were mostly outside, and we didn't come inside to play until Nintendo came out when I was eight. Before that, we were outside playing 
you know, out, outside, you know, kickball and at night you do a spotlight. I play that. Which, by the way, I think I almost got me killed one time. Flashlight tag. Yeah, because I was I was hiding behind someone's car in the neighborhood, and the guy came out with a gun. He was like, "Who's oh, out geez. there?" I'm like, "Jeez, good lord!" It's, first of all, it's like 1986, dude. Chill out. <laughs> uh, Texas says, "What's the better candy pull and peel? Twizzlers or pull and peel t- Twizzlers or regular Twizzlers?" I have a feeling Trevor's opinion is wrong, just like his NBA opinion. <laughs> well, first of all, my opinion is always right. What's the difference? Twizzlers. Like, I don't like pulling pill Twizzlers. I'm not. A, I don't really think I've had them that much. I'm more old school Twizzler anyway. I'm more old school. This is going to be a difficult like. Do you do Twizzlers a straw though? No. I was never big on that either. This is going to be a tough 12 days for me because this is the time of the year where on every radio show in America, it doesn't matter if it's sports radio, political radio, yep. like, you have to do like best candy for Halloween. And Best as, and worst. And as you know, like I, I'm a candy fiend who cannot eat candy right now. Guy. It's been a tough like six months for me in that regard, and now this is the, like this is the toughest stretch. This is like you're gonna yell at some kid on Halloween. I probably I'm you? gonna be in a bad mood. I feel yeah, like. you're gonna you're there's some, some kid's gonna come to your door, and it's just, you're gonna snap at some point. And the worst part is now like you know Virginia's she's three, so she's fully into like the Halloween trick or treating age, but she also like, is not old enough to really just like be a candy fiend. Like she's been eating more candy this year after we went to the trick or treat the zoo. But she's got a lot of leftover candy, and she's only going to have more after like there are like seventy five different trick or treating events now for kids. Like she's, so, we're gonna have a ton of excess candy. None of which on her Halloween, probably. And, and I can't eat it. It's just it's uh it's a, it's a cruel world out there. I was thinking when I was coming in today, you know, because everybody's like, yeah, I bet you're so like, doesn't it feel good now that you're like eating so healthy? Like you, because I have I have legit every day. I have two eggs around eleven a.m. around noon as like my breakfast slash lunch. I have. I have to drink these weird things to get electrolytes in my system. I have an apple on the way in here. I eat a bland dinner, and, like, that's it. Sometimes I'll have, like, a – sometimes I'll cheat and have, like, a little bit of sugar, and it will kill me, but I've got to live a little bit. But, like, usually, like, I have the most bland eating. And people are like, don't you just feel better living, like eating like this? I'm like, no. I'm doing – I'm eating like this so I can get back, hopefully, to a point where I can eat like crap again. Eating like crap was my favorite thing. Yeah, I mean, I want to flood my system with sugar again when it's healthy enough. Hopefully, at some point in my life, to take it your, on again. Listen to your diet. If that's my it's option terrible. or death. I'm like, I'm having to like, debate this. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm like, this, you're not alone. I mean, a lot of people are struggling with this. Is it? I mean, it's the other saying: Do you want 75 miles of Davis years or 175 Ken Star years? <laughs> it's not fun. No. It's, and now with all this candy just staring me straight in the face, it's just. But my answer to the question is: I, OG Twizzlers. Are my yeah, personal. I've never been a big Twizzler guy. I anyway, used to though. be, you know, taste buds change. When I got yeah. older, I didn't like them as much, but I was big on them when I was little. Yeah, you're right. I guess I needed them more as a kid, but I, guess I, I don't think about it. I can't remember the last time I had a Twizzler. It's probably been a long time. Probably Halloween. I feel like they only, I think it's a big Halloween candy that does not have much staying power the rest of the year. But even at Halloween, I just pretty much just over, I go over the top on my Reese cups and Kit Kats. Now, what do you do? You have a lot of trick or treaters at Chateau de Kelsey. It has dwindled year by year. But do you uh, buy candy? Day I, out? I do. I do. Well, my mom goes and get it, but I I try not to let her go get it because she's cheap on the candy. What do you go with? Like I, I use, I would go like Tootsie Rolls or just or just the mini candy bars. I don't like you for that. Snickers or Milky Ways, may, maybe. I don't. I don't. See, I, I'd want to get the Reese cups, but then I just eat them. End up eating them. That's what we do. So I, I just I find it better just to, if I'm gonna buy a bag of them. I mean, I do buy a bag of them, but I just keep them for me. So I, I, but mom will go get like the sweet tart. She'll go to the dollar store and get the crap. I'm like, I'm glad. I, normally I would care, but we don't have enough kids. Like if we were a popular neighborhood and she did that, we'd probably get egged. 
Like I would, I would um, honestly, I wouldn't even feel bad for getting egged because we probably deserve it for giving out cheap candy. Well, see, now we go with the the combo bag, like the sweetheart nerds, laffy taffy, like that that big combo. Yeah, bag. I'm not a big fan of those. See, either. those are my favorite. Yeah, I like laffy taffy, but I'm not a big sweetheart sweethearts. I, I see. I've never been. Oh, a, I love them. Never been my never been my thing. And then what was the thing you said in there that was nerds? Nerds. Yeah, I'm not a big. I was I was never big into nerds either. More of a chocolate kid. I guess so, yeah. More, more, more. Just, uh, I mean, like Cerise, I was, the the candy bars was always Milky Way and Three Musketeers were two of my favorites. Snickers obviously ranks up there. So I was never. Then again, also for this might come as a shock. Oh, you know, if you driving, maybe pull over. Um, <laughs> is the back end? I've never been a big candy guy. That, you said that before. Yeah, I mean, you I are the pickiest eater. I of, am of a large human being that I've known I, my entire life. You, no, I'm the pickiest fat man you'll ever meet. I mean, there's no doubt about it. My biggest vice has always been soda, though, as I sit here looking at a large mountain of yellow. I used to. I gave it up after college. And that, that is one of those things that I do feel better like since I just stopped. Like I can't drink it anymore. The only time that I would enjoy, like a because I was big into Mountain Dew, the only time I would enjoy like a Mountain Dew or a Coke after college was if I was like super hungover. Oh, no. I mean, I, I grew up on it. I mean, and you're getting the same text I just saw. Uh, I just. I oh, here we got to spy at practice. Yeah. And we'll get into that here in just a second. I grew up on it, like to where, like even in St. Matthews Little Games, I'm on the bench drinking a melt, melt Mountain Dew. That's how I grew up, which too. is probably not the best thing to be doing. Obviously, and there's so many things wrong with that. You don't even know where to start. But it is amazing how quickly it's because you and I, you know, we're around this. You're a little bit older than I am, but like I graduated, yeah, but like four years or so. Yeah. I graduated high school in '03, and you know, back then, like nowadays, kids have like even, even like playing little league or playing like you know aau sports 10 11 12 there's all this like you know you'd eat this before games you hydrate with this before games you gotta get the electrolytes in there oh no a power bar like every day like playing like varsity baseball or playing football at lunch like me and my friends we would i would have a mountain dew with lunch every day i'd have like candy with my lunch oh, yeah. and then after if we had a our, our games were typically at like 4 30 or if we had a night game it was like 6 6 30 and in between when we would get all out of school and like have to go to like the the locker room to get ready and stuff. You, you grab a quick snack. My snack every day was like was a Snickers Crunch bar and a Mountain Dew. Like that's how I that's how I got ready. That's how I got my body <laughs> prepared to compete. I'd go into a game eating a, a Whopper or just, just like Happy Meal from McDonald's or something. It's a different time. Yeah, I mean it's it's insane. Of course, then again, it's probably we're, we're looking at us where we both are now individually in different areas. But True point. They look back True at point. it. <laughs> Texas, Tuesday, Mike, quote, you hate everything old. Trevor, Tuesday, quote, no, I don't. Wednesday, Trevor, the dunk contest hasn't been good since 1991. Well, it started in 82, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not that old. <laughs> Why does that make me? <laughs> 31 years ago. <laughs> don't blame me. Blame the NBA. Uh, Texas says, I hope they don't let anyone into Louisville Live wearing rival clothing. If any do, I hope that Carlo gives them crap. You can't. I mean, I, I agree, but you can't like tell somebody to go away. If you can't. Right. You can't. And there probably will be. You kind of want to, I know, and I don't blame you if you want to. I would want to as well, but you just can't do it. I mean, they had – there was a guy wearing U.K. stuff storming the field of the Tennessee-Alabama game while his team was playing a top-16 opponent like, on Saturday. Now, do, do These this, people are going to wear U.K. stuff everywhere. Do they sell alcohol over live? I don't think so. Don't think so. Don't think. Okay, I didn't know. I, I wasn't sure. I, I, I mean, why wouldn't they though? Well, the good like last year at Churchill Downs, they could you know you could well, yeah, go over to no, Churchill Downs yeah. and then walk over and have beer. But I don't think they like. And at Louisville Live, you have all those vendors, all those bars right around, so you could just go there. At Slugger, I don't like. It would have to be like a Slugger Field thing. Like it would have to be sold by the venue, and I'm not sure that they're going to do that. But I, I 
I can't tell you definitively. My guess is no, though. No, that sucks. But yeah, there will probably be a probably a good thing UK for guy, someone so. who's wearing a UK outfit. It, it helps them. The, but I mean, I just because you got a bunch of drunk people there, then you then you could have some, some problems. I don't understand. And like, I it is a I don't I don't want to say it's a specifically UK thing, but it's certainly a specifically th- UK thing as it pertains to this rivalry. Oh yeah, people go don't do that. You you don't see Louisville shirts at UK games. Like I've seen like I we have better things to do. We had a bye week last week. I had multiple friends who are U of L fans like posting on Instagram or posting on Twitter. At the UK game last weekend, you know they made their, they went to school there and they're back or they're with a friend who who is a UK fan and none of them are wearing U of L stuff. It just it's, you don't see UK fans always being like, "There's a Louisville fan here posting it." Out. It just doesn't happen, and I don't, I don't, I'll never get the mentality. What's because like, we live in their heads? It's like the people they who want to be us so bad. It's like the people who have the godforsaken loud ass mufflers on their car oh, that are just like. Turn a lot of heads around here. It's like, yeah, because everybody hates you. Like, are you that desperate for attention that like, like nobody's looking around, and being like, what a badass. The girls, the girls today just get so mad because every time one of those would drive by, uh... they would drive by, and I would say the same thing. Like, I'm like, like I'm just hearing my dad joke. I'm like, you're cool, dude. Why, why can't I be as cool as you, man? One day I want to grow up and I want to be as awesome as that guy. And every time she says something, like, shut up, Trevor. <laughs> what? I can't help it. It's just a habit now. I would always just say, like, <laughs> how much bleep is that guy getting? Like, you, you just think, you know, like, that guy's just got to be swimming. And, like, you know what's annoying? Is- that's what UK fans who do this is. Like, it's what they, it's what they are that person with the loud, obnoxious muffler for no reason on, like, a 1999 Honda Civic. Like, like wh- why? Like, this, this doesn't bother me, but I'm sure there's people in my neighborhood does. So we, I have a new. I was gonna say across the street, like three houses down from me, the some new people just moved in. Not, not new, relatively, maybe about three or four months ago. But I'm assuming they work in like a bar situation or something because they're on the same routine every night. I get a loud muffler coming in at like two in the morning. Okay, and I'm, it's one of them coming home, and then, and then by by around four thirty, I get someone with their bass blaring every morning. Come driving, it doesn't bother me because either I'm awake and if I'm asleep, I'm sleeping through it. But sometimes it will wake the dogs up, and that's when it gets that's that's when we cross the line. And I'm thinking like the muffler thing I can I can excuse, but like if you're coming home at four in the morning, don't don't blare your bass in that neighborhood. Come on, man, a better woman be better than that. I just don't I don't understand the appeal of the, the loud. Noise. I don't get it either. It doesn't make your car like look cool. It doesn't make it go technically. Like no, yeah, I disagree. Apparently, I, as I've said, it's not cool. You want to be as cool? The, the people with the loud muffler are cool guys. They're not. And also wearing UK stuff they to L games, not cool. Either. You want to two to one odds that they have an Ed Hardy shirt too. The lesson here is just because you're turning heads, just because you get eyeballs on yourself, it does not mean cool. Like, like not all attention is good attention. I guess if you're that desperate, I guess if you weren't hugged enough as a kid, you'd wear a UK shirt to a U of L game or have a loud ass muffler that you're roaring down Breckenridge Lane with for no apparent in front of like. 80-year-old people waiting for the bu- at the bus stop. but They, they didn't know to go to Dan's because there's no, too no muff, too tough. I just don't know. I'll never get it. I'll, I'll never understand it. Outside of just desperate pleas for attention, I, I don't understand it. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Four o'clock hours on the way next. Uh, we'll take more texts. We didn't really get to a whole lot there. So we'll get to more texts and get let the weirdness envelop us in hour number two. That's the game plan. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Hey, you're- Wave 
Josh Pastner, Bulldog and them, wow. like them Georgetown Hoyas. That, that thought, I never thought anybody would be like, I listen to Rosa Parks, Wildcast, you know what I think of? Josh Pastner. Joe, <laughs> for the Andre 3000 tweet. My claim to fame. Give me a thousand guesses, and I probably wouldn't have said Josh Pastner. That's the joke. He's, he's Atlanta, born and bred. He's Andre 3000, teach him about AT aliens. Uh, my one of my claim to fans like junior year of, of high school I would always like, at parties if they played the song I could do the whole Andre 3000 verse flawlessly I don't think I could do it now but I that, was well, this has been, if you had done because you know I one of my you know significant moments in life is coming in second in the lip singing contest of third grade at Zachary Taylor correct um, I'm sorry. legendary performance yeah I mean to this, this day other than my kickball my, you know my my uh, kickball Accomplishments. They still talk about my air guitar on "Pour Some Sugar on Me" in that in that concert. Yeah, I mean, how, how those girls and I want to dance with somebody. It was just all political. Anyway, clearly, <laughs> clearly it was fixed. Okay, I'm not saying anything. But uh, so, if you were to do a lip sync contest when you were, this would have been your go to. Um, well, this might. Well, you would have been older when this came out. Yeah, this came out when I was this, like in eighth grade. This came out in like what ninety seven, ninety eight, maybe. I think it was ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah, because the first one came out when I was in high school in ninety six, I think. So yeah, this would have been too late for me to lip sync. Like, well, you can still, yeah. I remember first grade talent show at Water Elementary. I initially signed up to lip sync Don McLean American Pie. It's a long one. That's what my parents told me. Well, when I told them, <laughs> when I told them what I was doing for the talent show, my mom was like, "No." Was this the God of Vita taken? <laughs> she was like, "My mom was like, no, you're not." And the thing was, like, I didn't know any of the words besides "Bye Bye Miss American Pie." Drove my Chevy to the levee. Like, I knew the chorus, and that was it. You didn't know. <laughs> and I was still like, like they were like, because other kids were like, "I'm gonna lip sync this song. I'm gonna do this song." And so I just thought of like the song that I always heard. And I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna do "Bye Bye Miss American Pie." And, uh, and yeah, my, I went home and told my mom, I was like, no, you're not, <laughs> which <laughs> saved me because that would have been a horrible, like seven and a half minutes for all the parents in attendance. As I just stood up there looking like an idiot for, you know, then you have other people 90% in the band of with the you? song. No, like, they would just play the song. Oh, and no. Stand up there and, like, Ours was like groups. Like I said, it was, it was, well, that was talent. That was like older talent shows. Yeah. But this was first grade and we, we didn't do well, anything. Mine was second or third, I think. I mean, yeah, the first grade, it was just like, first of all, you. It wasn't a participation Wait, thing. You had to do this. Like you had to find a talent. Oh no, this was something. Yeah, you were. We signed up for. Right when we got older, it was always you know, school talent shows. It was school wide, and you you signed up for it. You volunteered for it. This one, you had to do something. And so I think I ended up like dressing up and reading a poem. I, and to this day, I still can't remember all the other songs played. I just remember my neighbor did in the ki- in the kitchen with Dinah. Like for some reason, that's, a, that's the only three I can remember. Was we lost to the, the three girls doing? I'm glad that one didn't win. Yeah, we lost to the three girls doing. I want to dance to somebody. We did the poor sugar on me, and I can't remember who all was in the group. It was three of us, and then my my, my neighbor did it somewhere in the kitchen with Dinah. <laughs> that's all I remember. 
What a skill. <laughs> Three random thoughts. What a talent. Too, yeah. <laughs> By the way, we have the currently ongoing, yes. as we talk on the air, we have the students only practice at the Keeper Center for Little Men's Basketball. This is the second day in a row. We've got a spy there. Oh, yeah. We, we got our way in. He gave us a riveting report right off the bat, which is they're just going through drills right now. It's like he's here with us talking on the mic. Brandon Huntley Hatfield can shoot it a little bit. Did it say a little bit? Was that the exact quote? He can shoot it a little bit. <laughs> Dynamite report there on the scene. Stay tuned for more reports like that over the course of these next two hours. I feel like we should have set this up with some music. <laughs> like, just, like <laughs> Practice update. BHS can shoot it a little bit. I can just do the beginning of Rosa Parks, maybe. <laughs> like we've all seen the video of him making the 10 threes. He can shoot it a little bit. Curry. <laughs> he can hit from the corner. <laughs> LL is looking pretty quick out there. Mrs. Lippy's car is, is green. green. <laughs> Billy likes to drink soda. Those are the updates we're going to get today. Man, trainer's tall. <laughs> Trainer has not left the bench. He is in the doghouse. So keep it right here for the electrifying updates. Uh, we mentioned letting you take control of this hour. 502-414-1450. It's Weird Wednesday. Let's get weird. Why not? Um, we didn't get too many texts there, so we'll let you uh, we'll let you make some plays here. Texture says, Pat Day shirtless on a white horse would steal the show and steal my lunch. Can you imagine? Pat Day on a steed, a white horse, topless. Coming out to butterfly kisses. Unicorn. I know that. If we can't find one, let's put a horn on it. Some sort of ethereal music playing as he just <laughs> clops on the stage. Carrying a sword. Carrying some sort of sword. <laughs> yeah, he's got to have a sword, right? Maybe the Game of Thro- Thrones theme. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, maybe he's carrying Longclaw. Maybe. Could he hold Longclaw? I think Longclaw's taller than he is. I was going to say, it's, it's a big sword. I, I don't know if I could hold Longclaw. I, look, I looked this up with a friend one day. We were on, I don't remember how it came up. And we're like, how big is that? It's like six feet. I mean, it's huge. It's like taller than Kit Harrington. Like, yeah, they had to use a shorter version for the show, I think. Kit Harrington, I think, is smaller than I am. He's but, tiny. Or, He's shorter, little... I should say. Not smaller, <laughs> yeah. but, but shorter for sure. I mean, I'm just imagining now. Like, <laughs> having him out there on his white horse. The, the horse has a long hair coming out of its back of its head, like to the one side. And he just it, <laughs> he pulls that sword out. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's how he opens up. the. That's how the Jack Harlow concert starts. He comes out, he pulls the sword out, and he, and he hits this like this like big stone. Like, and it, it collapses, and then Jack Harlow walks out. What if they brought an actual horse out? I like, was like a derby horse. <laughs> Did he come out a little ET? Everybody on <laughs> your <laughs> feet. Little ET still with us? I don't think no. so. He yeah, has horses. Just died. I think the last year. Oh, has it really? Yeah, it was because so. it was the it was the oldest living derby winner for like two days. Because whoever somebody died right before it, and <laughs> it did been, not get to enjoy it very long. He'd have been yeah. He's been his like thirties then. Yeah. He's been the last 20-something years of 30 years, I take it back. years of his life studying. I take it back. Lily said he died in 2009. Who was I thinking of? I go for Jen, I think, just died. Okay. Because there was a brief time where, like, one derby winner died, and they're like, now the oldest derby winner is go for Jen. And two days later, it was like, go for Jen, dead. It's like, well. <laughs> well it's hard to it's heavy as the hat, crown that wears the head. <laughs> Everybody on your feet, welcome to the stage. It's like, you know. Is it Harlow? Is it Siva? Is it Masterpiece? Is it somebody else? It's like, mind that bird! 
Probably pooping on the stage. Trenton Flowers is like, what the hell am I? I could have been at UCLA this weekend. That would have been our luck. The horse is going to drop a big old steamer on the court, and then Brendan Hutley half is going to slip on it. <laughs> it's the Giacomo. He comes to an end right then and there. God. <laughs> Texas, I'm going to Louisville Live so I can be another red shirt in the stands. I bought my tickets today. I hope they have beer. Let's go cards. Let's fill that place up. Also, a young female crowd is not a bad thing. No, it's not. Like would, the initial thing was, oh, they have beer. Yeah. That's what we talked about. I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I, I wasn't saying that as a bad thing. I was just saying for the fans that are going there specifically for basketball, I was just saying prepare yourselves. There will be people there who are not just there for the yeah. basketball. Uh, but, you know, again, from our perspective as overall local basketball fans, you want it to go the best it can for the recruits in attendance and for the actual team itself. I mean, and who I, cares why, they actually, why they're there to, to, to the, do the players and recruits? For all they know, they're there for them. Look, I had friends in, in high school and college who were far better looking than I was. And if they brought around attractive girls, I wasn't complaining. Yeah. I was like, you know, yeah, my buddy's very good looking, but he's not very good socially. So they're all going to come over here and talk to him, realize that he's re- kind of weird. And then that's when I swoop in. That's when that's when me and my other buddies make our play. And it worked. Well, yeah, because you say there's three ladies and two of them. I'm, 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 there's going to be someone left over, right? It was my only game. I'll take the, the I'll take the, yeah. So if they're there, if they're screaming and they're attractive, who cares if it's technically for Jack Arlo? You act like it's for you, Roosevelt Wheeler. You, th- those are your cheers. They're just as much for you as they are for him. I have, no, I have no problem being part. I have no problem being turtle in the entourage. Yeah. Texas says, make someone pull vault and do a dunk to impress Trevor. <laughs> Can I pull vault there? We do the pole vault on the stage. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I'd, I'd be more interested in Louisville Live if that happened. I know our fan base would be. <laughs> Tell my like I'd pull vault and fall on Jack Harlow and break his leg. Rasher Harlow and it's like, and local radio producer from the Big X, Trevor Kelsey. Yeah. Like, why is he holding a gigantic pole? Brought to you by Arby's. <laughs> the U of L College of Business is proud to bring you a special entertainment here. Turn your attention to the outfield as Trevor gets. <laughs> They've got a pole just set up in center field for you. You might be walking in. What's the pole vault over the thing over there? Nobody. <laughs> I just imagine you just not getting off the Somebody got a pole vault today? <laughs> so get the medical team out there, folks. <laughs> They're sprinting in from behind home plate. It's going to be <laughs> look like some bad evil, good evil stunt gone wrong. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And everybody's going to like, cheer. I hear it now. Yeah, and I go to vault. And I just flat right goes. I go. I go to Jericho Flatten. I get up. He's okay, folks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. The visual has me dying. I'm like legit crying. Just imagine you, just like distant from, entire from the show in the outfield by yourself, just not getting off the ground, falling flat on your back as the crowd just looks on, like, what the hell is going on here? And then Harlow has to play a song right after. Harlow comes out. He does one of his raps. You're squealing in pain on the ground. Just. Jack Harlow just gets into what's popping. I can I can see though being inspired. I can inspire him to use me in one of his lyrics. Like, don't come at me. I'll make you fall flat like Trevor on a pole vault. <laughs> Maybe workshop that. <laughs> just the I got the base ground for it. He did. So we had him on the uh, the Ramsey and Rutherford show. We had him on actually before the last time he was at Louisville Live, and like like he straight up said like I'm going to Louisville Live. And like we, he, people weren't supposed to know. So, so, so I remember I talked, to, I texted like Lottie afterwards. I'm like, I'm like, do you want us to like not 
ask about this. And she's like, yeah, we're trying to keep it secret. Apparently, he's not great at keeping secrets. But so he was talking about it. And John straight up was like, when are we going to get a name drop in a song? And he's like, I'm going to make it happen. Next album. Did not happen. Next album. I would have asked that. That'd, that would be a question I would have for him. I was the first guy to play him on the radio. I think I deserve the least I deserve. I know Rutherford's hard to rhyme. But Mike isn't. Chronicle, you, you can make happen. You can do Kelsey. You, Kelsey's easy. TK. TK, Trevor, Trevor might be a little, maybe. I don't know. But then again, I mean, in most rappers today don't actually actually rhyme their lyrics half time anyway. So it doesn't matter. Or you just put one word after it. Yeah. Just, Juvenile. <laughs> just make the whole song hot. You can rhyme Trevor with Trevor, right? I'm ready for a name drop. Ramsey and Rutherford name drop would have been good, though. I was ready for it. I was like, come on, make it happen. Didn't happen. Texas says, a true American is the game that Trevor is talking about, and ah, it's yeah. a great time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, true American. What is the, what's the game? Is that you, what did you, I thought you watched New Girl. No. Oh, you didn't? I thought you were... I mean, it's okay show. It wasn't... Uh, it drops off like most, but... You know, they, they do the same drinking game where... It, and it was true Americans you mentioned, where they just like yell out like historical moments. They're just jumping from furniture to furniture, and the floor is lava. Mm. And they do this game through the whole, the whole show's run, but they never actually tell you the rules. Oh. So you're just kind of watching it and it just, you never really understand. By the way, th- there might be nothing worse than like the last like season of, of New Girl. It may be one of the worst seasons to end a show. Quite the statement. They, at one point, they jump like 10 years ahead. It's just stupid. Uh, Tex says the guy who asked us about which is better, pull and peel Twizzlers or regular Twizzlers, yeah. says, Well, I was wrong. Both of y'all's opinions are wrong. <laughs> He's a pool guy. He's a pull and peel guy. I mean, the pool the pool ones are like the newer version, right? Those weren't, I mean, I don't remember those even being when I was a kid. They are new. They're newer, newer yeah. but it's been like 15 years or so well, since they came out. When I'm saying when we were kids. They just don't pack the same punch. Yeah, I agree. I want the taste. Are you a string cheese guy? No, I'm and, not. And it, it, did you ever eat string cheese? Yes. Because, I mean, every kid had to have string cheese in the fridge, right? Sure. And when you did eat string cheese, did you eat it whole or did you peel it I off? I peeled because I'm not a heathen. Well, you know, that doesn't mean you're a heathen. It does. Then what's the point of even having string cheese? It's just cheese at that point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's in a log. <laughs> Does it blow your mind ever that mozzarella sticks are just fried string cheese? Yeah, I mean. Because <laughs> I love, you know, there's the whole thing where it's like one thing of string cheese. You're like, this is a full snack. I'm kind of full after it. And it's like if you fry it, it's like give me eight of those as an appetizer before I eat my real meal. It makes no sense, but it's so true. Yeah. I love mozzarella sticks. Yeah. I, I could eat 10 of them a night. Cold mo- mozzarella sticks is the one thing you you gotta eat when it's hot. Still, can't when they cool down, they're done. Yeah, because then you're, which like, case you're, you're just eating a cheese stick. You're eat, yeah, just eating string cheese at that point. Like if you go to like White Castle and get mozzarella sticks, which are good, but you gotta eat them while they're hot. Texas, y'all are sleeping on Smarties. I love Smarties. I'm not. I'm not a Smarties. Love them. You you're more of a sweet and sour guy, I guess. I like everything. Well, I mean, but definitely sweet and sour. Yeah. Stuff. See, I'm not. I've never been a sweet and sour guy. I just. Uh, yeah, that's just never been my thing. Virginia got Smarties at the um, trick or treat at the zoo, and I was telling her when she was opening them, I'm like, "These are my favorite." So now every time she sees a Smarties, she's like, "Your favorite, Dad?" I'm like, "Yeah." Was Smarties the one? You might not remember this. That the old or there was the urban legend that went around that there was glass in them. I don't remember that. Is Smarties the one that come in the tube? They're the little, the little, the little soft candies, right? And there's like a row of them. They're not soft. They're, they're like little sweet tarts. Yeah, sweet, but there's like yeah. a row of them, and you unwind it, and they, they yeah, yeah. There was there was like a. There, there used to be like I don't know, I don't know if urban legends the right way to term it, but like the the the, the thing you would kid, tell kids like you don't want to eat those because there's someone ground up ground glass somewhere and put them in at one time. I never heard of that. I remember I hearing the one was, about Gatorade and sweat. Remember that? No, see, I'm, that they one's put new human to me. sweat and Gatorade. 
I remember hearing that. What was the and the other? What was another one? Not a good Herbert Legend thing. Was the uh, uh, Mountain Dew uh, is a sperm killer? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, which did. I think was partially true, but it was like you I, have to. I, I, Mellow Yellow was the, was the drink. I'm curious about that too. From the way I'm so now, as much as I've drank that through my life. You got no kids? I think it was Mellow Yellow, which was the big, that was the big rumor. It may have covered over, but it was whatever, like, the dye they put in. Like, Yellow, yeah. yellow 6, kill sperm. And it was true, but it also, it was, it killed, like, 1% of, like, 5 million sperm. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything that was going to keep you from having kids. As I got older, the the legend, the, the, the rumor talk was uh, if you if you pack a seed and you smoke it, hit a seed, it, it'll, it kills your, it kills sperm. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I do, because weed does kill sperm, doesn't it? Yeah, but the seed, like, you, you, the I mean, seed is the part. Yeah. You know, I mean, for those out there that never, not, not me, yeah. I'm not, not us, but we hear. Yeah. We, we just hear these rumors, like, if you, back in the day and you're hitting it and you hear that pop. Pop. Yeah. And you're like, oh, nasty smell. And, yeah, supposedly that's what it does. That's what kills sperm. I, I never heard of that. Kids today don't know this because today now they got all the greatest stuff and there's no seeds anywhere. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't have the uh the luxury of uh the the brown bag stuff from back in the day. Do you see they're gonna start to sell weed at gas stations? I now want a gas cart again. There, well, <laughs> not here, of course. What kind of discount can I get at Thornton's? There <laughs> Thornton's would make a play. I mean, the, there's a, that's the only thing they don't offer. They have made a deal with uh, Green Thumb Industries to begin with 10 stores in Florida. It's going to Circle K. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Like, gas stations sell beer and cigarettes. I mean, some gas stations sell bowls and pipes. Yeah. And it's yeah, Circle K is the is the gas station that in Florida that's going to start carrying this. I worked at Circle K. Well, you would like to work in this one in Florida, apparently. So, Thornton's at some point. <laughs> that, that Thornton's, you're going to want to download that Refreshing Rewards app. I'm saying that right now. Maybe five years down the line, ten years down the line, fifteen years down the line, but you're going to be happy that you got it. I feel like I'm, I want to save the Thornton gift cards I got from Dugan Towns when this moment comes around. You probably should. <laughs> uh, what was the? Uh, have you seen all the? Speaking of urban legends with Halloween candy and stuff, have you seen? Because you know, back in the day, it was always like they're putting razor blades in. Oh, candy. yeah, you heard. You, there was always something that was a rumor out there. This year, now it's there. Is, there's candy colored fentanyl that's out there that they're going to put. Into kids, you know, they're gonna mix it with sweet tarts and stuff. It's gonna kill kids. What's the sweet tarts? Why are they always the one of the victims? Well, of because these the fentanyl that looks like you know, it's like little pills. They're 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 bright. Mm. They're colorful. They kind of look like candy. But the the clapback to this has always been nobody who has fentanyl, which is a very 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 expensive drug, is just <laughs> going to get rid of it for no fee to a bunch of kids. <laughs> I mean. Could be you don't know. It could be a really rich drug dealer. I guess who just wants to kill her. Like I, I, that's the only like a psycho. I don't know why I picture the guy that's shooting at the dudes in Boogie Nights when it's doing Night Ranger. Like I can see that guy doing it. I mean, check the candy, but I don't think anybody's slipping fentanyl in there. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You say that next thing you know, you got kids running around the neighborhood just biting into a fully wrapped <laughs> Snickers with a razor blade. <laughs> this guy went to above and beyond to make this happen. He really wanted you to. Cut the roof of your mouth. What's, what What is the best and worst thing you got on a trick or treat? Um, I mean, best was my. I mean, my favorite Halloween candy was still always Reese's Cups. I like Laffy Taffy. I mean, I like a lot of candy, but the worst was there were people in my neighborhood that would do the about pennies. Oh God, the pennies. The the worst candy was like <sighs> that. Un, it didn't even have a name, but like the kind of taffy looking things that were just like wrapped up in orange and black yep like those were god also i hated the little bottles with like little juice in them like the little i remember those oh they were terrible dum-dums were always stupid too dum-dums were not good you get dum-dum at the the bank but i also like there was one house in my neighborhood that always on my street actually 
that would always give like this little sketch, like tiny ass sketchbook with like a tiny pen. It was like a mini etch sketch. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Couldn't do anything with. Yeah. It was awful. I hated that. I had the one house that gave out Apple, and I remember the Penny one now, too. I never I got Apples. We did get changed. I so. did the Penny one. My favorite by far, and this is how we did it one year. And maybe I should not love this because it, I think it did help me get addicted to this, was he get, he would hand out packs of basketball and football cards. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, it was the coolest thing. I think I was like maybe six or seven. And like I think that's what got me really into like trading cards, was like getting a pack like I wanted, I mean, he gave he'd give you like a one pack of football cards and one pack of baseball or basketball cards. That's cool. And it was like I was like, this is the coolest thing to do. Like I, that would be something cool to do today. And we can get cheaper cards, but I mean, yeah. Texture says Rick Pitino is the bleeping man. He is. Texture says Nintendo Entertainment System turns thirty seven years old or turned thirty seven years old yesterday. Came out in well, the original came out in eighty two with the robot, but it was re released to its popularity in eighty seven. That's probably what they're referring to, I would yeah. think, yeah. Well, 37 would be 85. Maybe it was 85 then around there. I got it in the I got it Christmas of 87. I got it. With the duck walk with a duck with you duck know, hunter, duck hunter, hunter. Like I too. Yeah. But it technically I think it was like 90. But it did technically come out like in 82 originally with like the, this robot that came with it that was not a very popular version. The only games that I remember having like when I first got Nintendo, I had Mario Yeah. Everybody I'm, had. I mean Mario and Duck, they came on the same and, thing. Yeah, they yeah. came on the same thing. And then I got this game Jackal that my brothers loved that I didn't love. And then I started getting like Blades of Steel, Double Dribble, <laughs> Blades, yeah, Double Dribble. and Tecmo Bowl. And then Super Tecmo Bowl. Yeah. And I remember and then it started getting into like the Madden and, and all Now that. did you have the Tecmo Bowl that had just like the six teams on it with no real I had the players? original one yeah. and then I got Super Tecmo Bowl, which yeah. was markedly better. People that's that's some people forget when they talk Tecmo Bowl, they forget the original was only six teams, no names. And you, all you did was just like you had play, Bo, actually Bo games. Jackson was like the only name on there for some reason. Was he? I don't remember that. I feel like he was because there was but there was only like eight teams. You could even use, yeah. The gameplay was all the same, but Super Tech Mobile had all the names, and that was when your mind was blown. Remember Tech Mobile, Tech Mobile Basketball? No. It was one of the cool original Tech Mobile games. It was just like Tech Mobile, Super Tech Mobile. It had all the real names on it, and you could play a whole season, and, you, you know, somebody get, you know, injured. it was just a basketball version, but it was kind of like, it was it was before NBA Live, so it was kind of the cool thing before that. Hmm. Set said that we are going to stack the box to stop the run. So over under on Slovis throwing for 300 yards on Saturday. I mean, it's we're gonna get shredded at some. I, I mean, I, I we have to outscore them. I have no confidence that we're gonna keep them below probably maybe 30 points. Why should I? Yeah. What are they averaging this game? Close to I think they scored 45 last week against Virginia Tech. Yeah. That. Uh, and they scored what 27 against Tennessee when they lost. Those are the only two finals that I, they did not score much against Georgia Tech in their loss. I think it was like 20. 720. 20, 25, 23, I think. 25, like 23. That. Yeah, okay. that sounds about right. So they, I mean, it's a decent enough offense. I mean, certainly the running game. I mean, they're is averaging fantastic. 35 a game. Yeah, they're 34th probably. in the country. So that, yeah, there's no way we're holding them under 30 points. It's safe to assume. I mean, we've had the de- and also, let's be real, the defense has had every other thing going on where one week they're holding UCF to 14, the next they're giving up 30 plus to somebody, the next week they're giving up what, three to South Florida, then 30-plus again. Now 17 to Virginia, it feels like another 30-plus is coming. I feel like we were the drunk tank wake-up call for UFC's offense, or UCF's offense. Like, how Illinois lost to Indiana, and they're like, we got to straighten our lives up. Or we're just that good. <laughs> That's what we did to Central Florida. Like They, they came back up the, that flight, we're like, up, the, up to the game, and we're like, what are we doing with our lives? Best win of any of the local teams. <laughs> Best win. 
They didn't fly. We beat them at home. I saw them at the, I started to say fly, but they, they, they walked out of the stadium. Terry says Red Vines are way better than Twizzlers. I disagree. I don't even know if I... No. i tell you something I will say is better than the other. And I, this is weird because I don't think I brought it up, but you know I've had it for a while. So I've like two weeks ago, I bought a, some Bosco. Seinfeld reference there for you if you don't understand what I'm talking about. Okay. And because I was, I always wondered if it was even real or not. And so I, I had ordered online, probably paid way too much for it. And because I have been like lacking on the milk and, cho- and drinking chocolate milk because everything, I haven't actually used this Bosco yet. So finally last night, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm making a glass of chocolate milk and I'm using Bosco. <laughs> I'm going to say this no disrespect to Mr. Costanza, but Bosco can't hold a flame to Hershey's chocolate. Syrup. No. It is not even close. It's almost slightly disgusting. I've never had Bosco, and I could have told you that. I mean, I mean, I thought it might be. De- it's got a weird aftertaste to it. Like, what is wrong with George? Like, it's just no. It's not no. Never, never, no. I never tried Ovaltine either. I haven't either, actually. I think it was because I like you though. Saved by the Bell just kind of, they did Ovaltine dirty. Like, they stigmatized the entire brand as if it was, like, for nerds. I don't know why Ovaltine became the thing that they just associated with nerds, but I grew up thinking that only dorks drank Ovaltine. I always go to Banyan from Seinfeld when I think Ovaltine. Like, you get you know, some Ovaltine? Like, I don't know why that was a thing. Like, it was like it was like a writer for Saved by the Bell got pissed off by somebody at Ovaltine who was, became a higher up there and was like, I'm just going to take your whole... GD brand. I'm taking you down. Wasn't it Ovaltine that Ralphie would... In, yes, be the, sure to drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. It's the, it's with, the, uh, the puzzle. Which you don't get me started on them doing a stupid sequel to that. Have no. you seen this? I, HBO Max I, is releasing a sequel to Christmas Story. I think they already did it. I guess it's coming out. Yeah, or it has been released. Yeah. There, there was another sequel that I saw or, or a reboot that I saw the other day that was going to piss you off and I can't remember what it was. Well, this one, this one I hadn't even heard about until just like last week and it just, it made me just lose more faith in humanity. Yeah, I mean, that's like, why would you want to watch that? It's a money grab. They're going to do what they're going to do. People, but here's the thing, people stop, don't even watch it. Maybe they'll stop making this crap. It's not going to happen. Texas, I hate watching sports behind. My father-in-law will start a game from the beginning instead of just watching it live and it drives me up the wall. I'm the same way. I know you're not. I know you like watching Games delayed. Well, a little bit. Not. It depends. Like if I want. If I know I'm not gonna get up, then that's fine. But sometimes, even yeah, even if I'm awake, I like to just wait maybe 45 minutes and start it. It drives me crazy. I can't do it. Like I, I, I you, you can't stay off social media though. Well, but it's not only that. Like that's certainly a big part of it. Like yeah. I can't check my phone. I can't look at anything. But also, just I have this weird thing where like, if it's happening right now, I want to be in that moment. Like even if I'm not at the stadium. Like I, I don't want to experience something. If it's a thrilling ending, ten minutes after it already happened in real time, like I, I just, I, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I have to be watching it live. I, I know it's weird. It's weird. But I, it's okay. I feel that way. Like I don't like being behind. I don't like, you know, it's not just like my friends have experienced this before. I have, or like I can't check social media. It's I, if something's happening, I want to be like in that moment there. And that's. How I just, goes. I just get annoyed with both commercials and and half times. Texas, I hope they say, quote, at Louisville Live, you thought Jack was our special guest tonight, but the real special guest is the 2013 National Championship banner because it's going back up. <laughs> that's the dream. That's that's my ideal scenario. That would be awesome. We need the IRP to play along here. Like, you guys got about 48 hours to get this ruling in. Harlow, Harlow's the one that drops the pulls the string and the banner falls down. He hasn't earned that moment. I love Jack. He doesn't get to do that. He hasn't earned that moment? Who earned, who's earned it? Kenny Klein? I mean, Steve will get to do it. Let, let Peyton see it. Yeah, Kenny Klein did. Let, let him do it. Be a nice way. Yeah, his last thing to do. Let me do it. I've been more affected by Jack than Jack has.
as I'm coming over the pole. I grabbed the string. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I thought you said you could do this as you flail on the ground. (laughs) Our big reveal just got ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd be the worst person? Who'd be the the least deserved person to to unveil that banner? The the idea is for me to go at the top of the pole, (laughs) grab the string and release it, and then balloons come down. But instead I go up and come straight down, and everybody's just looking going, like in shock, and next thing you know, the banner they're like, "Just release it!" And the banner comes down, and balloons come falling. Kenny Klein just walks slowly out there with a giant ladder. He's like, "I guess I'm doing this myself." I'm laying there with my arm like in two separate areas. <laughs> oh, he's okay, folks. Just a big dumb animal. Um, <laughs> Texas, I've had three tune-in commercials in the middle of you guys talking. And this app blows. I don't know. That's weird. We I've had other people text me and say they, they're, they're fine with the tune-in. Y- yesterday we had bosses text and say that um, you know they, they listened to it and it was fine, but clearly for some people they're having issues. I don't know what's going on. I wish there was another. I'm trying to think of another. I mean, Are we going to get another update from practice? Our, our, our mole <laughs> has given us one thing, which is BHH can shoot it a little bit. We've heard nothing in 30 minutes. <laughs> Man, that's not a good thing. Did you tell me we haven't had anything positive since that? I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. Maybe I mean, he took his phone away. I'm more nervous than he can't find anything good to say. All right. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll get to more text, more nonsense. It's Wednesday. It's what we do, especially in the second hour. Before we take a break, reminding you about our guys over at AirServe. If you have a heating problem this winter, there's only one place to go. It's AirServe. They are focused on air quality and energy efficiency. So whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or just too polluted at your home or your place of business, AirServe is always going to make sure that you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air. They also have technicians available 24-7. They're like EMTs for your heating and air conditioning systems. Call them any time of the day. Somebody's going to come out to your home, your place of business, what have you, and fix your problem. Call them at 502-264-9662. To find out more about what AirServe can do for you, visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville, or calling 502-264-9662. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Continue the madness here on the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961 The Big X. Glad you found the edited version. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I, went, when I looked up and it said extra clean, they went a little beyond what it's, I even needed. It's, <laughs> you, didn't have to, you didn't have to blur out elbow, okay? There's like three words in that first three lines that were actually unedited. They even, they even, they, 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 they uh, edited the, the, the chorus. They did. Like, you can't, when you see a cop, that, that's blurred out. <laughs> like, like, I don't think you can bleep that out. I got a question, not pertaining to the song. 
Weird thing is happening right now when it comes to... We haven't talked much yet about this weekend. Cardinal Stadium, 8 o'clock kickoff. Homecoming, Louisville Pitt. There's a weird thing going on with the spread for this game. And I don't... Almost favored? And the spread keeps increasing. Like, so it opened as Pitt as a one-point favorite. Oh, that Louisville was open as a one. Pitt opened as a one-point favorite. Oh, okay. It okay. went down to a pick almost immediately. Okay. The next day, Monday, Louisville became a one-point favorite. The spread is now two and a half or three at virtually any book. I don't know if it's just because what we found out early this week, you know, the Pitt's starting left tackle is out for the year. Yesterday, Jaden Bradley, who leads the team in, in receiving touchdowns, announced that he's transferring. I don't know if there's something going on, but typically when something like this happens, it's like a somebody knows something or there's something weird going on. I, I, I hope that this is accurate. I hope that people know what they're doing. But this strikes me as odd, and it's, I don't know if it's to say – I don't know what to make of it. I must have – I guess I misunderstood you when you said when, – earlier in the week, on Monday, I guess, earlier in the week would have been Monday, uh, when you were like, it's a one-point favorite. I thought I thought Louisville was the one-point favorite to start. Now, Pitt open is a one-point favorite. I thought was weird enough as is. Yeah, and now it's, it's and, just going further in Louisville's direction. But it's obviously moved to that way. Now, yeah, that's – I mean, I know I have bet against Louisville in every game this year, and for the most part, it's – been profitable, unfortunately. The three and three against the spread. Yeah, but uh, I mean, is it maybe bad thing to look at that and I go, I can't, I'm, I'm hammering, I'm hammering Pitt at getting two. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just lack a lot of confidence. I, I do too in this game, and I, I'm not. Maybe the you know Vegas typically knows, although the line kept getting increasingly in Louisville's favor going into the Syracuse game. And we still thought it was too low, and then Syracuse won by twenty four. I mean, you can chalk that up to week one. Week no, one, no for one sure. knew what Syracuse was going to be. I mean, now obviously Louisville plays Syracuse in that same situation. Syracuse is probably like an eight point favorite, seven point favorite. Now, granted, like the last two games, people were pe- people thought that Louisville should not have been favored against Virginia, especially without Malik Cunningham. That was one of them. We ended up winning by seventeen. Yeah. People thought that I guess the three games. Remember how much everybody was like, I can't believe that. 18 points is way too much for Louisville against South Florida and went down to like 13 and a half and then Louisville won by 35. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, we're doing the same thing here. Hopefully this works out in our favor like the last two times. I mean, are we, are we too close to it to, to see through the, the trees? Is that what it is? Probably. I mean, always. I mean, you, you, I would think you maybe you'd assume that the people who are closer to the team and follow it closer than your national would have a more, you know, honest perspective, but. I mean, maybe it's not me. We're blinded by something. It surprises me, but hopefully, it also gives me a little bit of hope. I mean, maybe a little bit of encouragement. Maybe we don't know Pitt as well as we do, which could, is possible. I mean, I've seen them play a few times this year. I watched them in the, the off West of a Virginia game. Good yeah. performance here, but I mean, I know Slovis has been slightly underwhelming, which I was curious on how he would you know be in that team. But they just had a dude rush for. 250 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's, you don't need Slovis to be great when that's the case. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's noticed, but we don't stop the run very well. Not great at it. Well, we every st- other week. We don't stop the pass too well either sometimes, but I mean. <laughs> every other week we don't do anything well defensively, but this is unfortunately one of those weeks where hey, but we're due for a bad performance. Special teams, we will shut you down. Have we given up a kick return yet for a touchdown? No. Special teams have been good. I mean, I don't We've know, been solid. I don't know what we give up average, but I know they haven't given up a touchdown. That's all that matters. We don't do much in, in the return game ourselves, but we also have not fumbled yet. But we have, that's all that matters again. All is, is to, quote, to quote James Hatfield, nothing else matters. <laughs> I don't know if nothing else matters, but it's the biggest thing 
for sure. No, trust I seek, and I find in you. Um, no fumbles is something cool. Before we get to the text line, I want to talk. I mentioned briefly yesterday the athletic piece by Brian Hamilton on Kenny Payne. It's, it's very good if you want to check it out. Uh, if you don't have an athletic subscription, you won't be able to do that. Steal somebody's, I guess. Thanks for rubbing it in on me. I can, I, 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 you can have mine. I'll give you the login. You're so sweet. No, no problem. It'll help you with preparedness for the show. <laughs> I just want it because no one teases me more in a better way on Twitter than the athletic. They've got great stories. Their headlines always entice me, and I, and I always fall for it, and I'm like, crap. So the deep dive by Hamilton, it, it, it touches on everything that you would expect. You know, his, his history as a you know, small-town kid from Mississippi coming to Louisville, learning under the tutelage of, of Derek Smith and you know, Milt Wagner and, and the success that he had at UofL and getting into coaching sort of as an accident, that whole backstory there. It talks about the job search, you know, Josh Hurd feeling pressure from so many people to hire Kenny Payne, but him still, you know, wanting to cover all of his bases before actually having that first sit down with Kenny Payne when he says he blew me away. He was definitely the guy. And they talk a little bit about this year's team. They have practice thing. But the most interesting part of this to me, just because you know, we've read all this other stuff before. For for a national audience, I'm sure they have interest in the other stuff, but for us, we've we've heard most of this. At Everything this point. except for the how he got into coaching accent. I didn't know that story. Yeah, he basically like just like took in a Sixers practice and then got asked by I think Larry Brown, you know, what do you want to do next now that you're out of playing? And he was like, Yeah, he's like, maybe he's like he's like, if you go back to school and get your degree, I'll bring you on in some capacity as a coach. And he went back, got his degree from U of L. Um, and just added to another reason why I love Larry Brown. Yeah, ended up going to a bunch of like Nike camps and, and okay, I think turning some heads there and got the job at Oregon and then uh, you know the rest is from history. there. I know, yeah, I didn't he, know that. That's cool. But he he got asked about his team a couple of times this year's team, and I don't know. We had the text on the, on the text line. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. If this is just him being brutally honest about the way that things look right now, or if it's him trying to purposefully lower expectations for year one, but everything that he says about this, this team, he flips it into like, I don't care about winning right now. I just want to lay a foundation. Here's the exact quote. When he talks about the group that he's inheriting, he says, I want a group of confident young people that understand the magnitude of where they are, understand the magnitude of what this basketball program means to this community and to the state. Initially, we don't know how good or bad we'll be. We really don't know. But if we fight, if we fight together, if we play unselfishly, if we are disciplined about what we are doing, we've got a fighting chance. There's somebody I know, you know has learned under Calipari. He's that that's Cat Calipari Patino. More more Calipari than Patino, but that's Cat Calipari. For right? sure. That sounds like something he would have said. It does. But then when he also gets into you know, he starts talking about like in year one, it matters more about establishing culture. Yeah. It matters more about, you know, laying a foundation than it does to be a part of, to use his term, a winning unit. And I I don't disagree necessarily, but it kind of goes back to our conversation yesterday where we're like, is he willing to bend the way that he wants to play long-term for one season because of the, the roster that he has right now? And the more that I read him talk like that, the more that I think the answer is no. Like, I think he's willing to sacrifice a couple of wins this year, maybe more than a couple of wins this year, to lay the foundation for greater things moving forward because I think he thinks that just getting two or three extra wins this year might not be enough to make this a a great season. I think he thinks that that's more important than giving this group the best possible chance at immediate success. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that's what all of these quotes seem to indicate to me. Would you be okay with that is the question because I think we both kind of said yesterday that, you know, 
we we appreciate a coach who's willing to move his ego aside to be a better to have a better winning team if to coach differently with with what he has not trying to you know squ- you know push a bunch of circles into square pegs type thing but this being the first year that, that I guess there could be somewhat of an exception to that with what and like he said you know you're we're trying to, this we're looking at this as you know a marathon not a sprint you know and obviously you need to show signs of success in year one otherwise you know, it, it can get ugly on message boards and online. For sure. Yada, yada. I don't think he cares about that, though. Uh, and, and he probably doesn't. And I don't think really – I doubt Josh Hurd really cares about that after year one, really. Now, year two, three, then we're talking. But in year one, I mean, there there, there is some leeway. There's some there's some looseness in the pants that if you want to eat a few extra chocolate bars, you could probably still fit into them. I think there is, but it's limited. I, I think – it is to a degree too. Like you don't want to go thirteen and twenty, and you're already worse than last year. Yeah, I mean there 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 is there is a limit to it, but I think there is some ground. Like if if if, if ground in the way that like I think if you're playing not maybe Bellerman, but and I don't have the schedule memorized, but a a lesser opponent, and you don't blow them out, and you they hang with you, and you kind of it's a close game because you want to try things and you're trying to establish something. But you still win in the end. Then that's that's where I could I could I could be okay with it. He also said later in the story, all I'm asking my guys to do is fight with all you got. When you get to that barrier, I'm creating another one. Knock that one down. I'm creating another one. Knock that one down. I'm creating another one. And, and then when one. you realize what has happened, you'll feel like you can conquer the world. It may not happen this year. I hope it does. It may not. But I've got to have faith that it's going to happen. And I believe that it's going to happen. Actually, I know it's going to happen. And I think that the they also quoted Josh Hurd for by saying, "You know, for me, it's not really. It's, for me, it's about really putting a program together. Not a good year this year. Like I, I think that they all, I think everybody associated with U of L athletics. I'm not saying they expect to be like an afterthought this year. I think they're they're going into the season expecting to turn some heads, expecting to surprise, expecting to, you know, be in contention for making the NCAA tournament." But I think they also realize that that may not happen. Like, this may be slow. And certainly when you compare this season to the overall standards of Louisville basketball historically, it's not going to measure up favorably. It just is. I mean, even if the team overachieved to the point where, like, we're a five seed, which seems completely unrealistic at this point, like, that still is not where our expectations ultimately are going to be. Like, we're not going to go into, hopefully, year four of the Kenny Payne era thinking, man, I hope we're a five seed this year. Like, that's not how Louisville basketball operates. But for right now, it seems like everybody is kind worse. of it could be. <laughs> but it seems like everybody is kind of on the same page, and it makes me feel, I guess, good about the long term deal. It doesn't make me feel overly confident about the five months that lie directly in front of us. We could go in as a five seed and be like, we're getting screwed, like in two thousand four when they gave us the four seed, we were deservingly the one. Oh five, you mean? Oh five, yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, we're going to put Washington the one. And we're going to give you the four. Like poor okay. Washington. I after the game, well, Washington was probably the legitimate four seed. And we were the one. Lorenzo Romer after the game was like, well, they put a one seed in our bracket. And we played in the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> yeah, well, Lorenzo, you weren't a one seed. I also that. loved his quote after that game where he was like, he's like, we weren't expecting them to shoot that minute, that much from the outside. I'm like, that's all that team <laughs> did. Did you not have any film? What were you doing? We hit like fifty threes the game before against Georgia Tech. Yeah, I saw that quote when I was writing the book. I was, was down in Nashville. Yeah, when I, when I was writing the book, I went back and looked at the post game stories for that because I was doing a, a thing on the 05 Final Four run, and I saw that quote and I was like, it's no wonder this was the high point of that guy's career. Like, like he never did anything after this. Like he's nope. like, he's like I can't believe it. he's like we weren't expecting them to shoot it quite that much from the outside. I'm like, 
like seven of our first eight attempts the game before were from three. We lit up Georgia Tech from deep. Like that was what we had three shooters. We had shooters all over the floor. What Georgia Tech game was both awesome and sucky to me because I went uh, was with the girls dating and me and her and like a friend of ours and his girlfriend all drove down to like we're going to Nashville and get tickets. And we get down there and, and uh, we couldn't get we couldn't afford tickets. They were too expensive. Yeah. So we have one of those moments where you kind of you're hoping to go to the game and you end up just watching it in a random bar in Nashville. Yeah. Which I also had to do in Lexington during the A and M game because I couldn't get I could I had a, I was like I got a hundred bucks I still couldn't get a ticket. Sucked. It does suck. Yeah. The other part that stood out to me, they got into the recruitment of Brandon Huntley Hatfield, and kind of talked about how it was going and and how. Payne was able to you know, get him over here, which was his, I think, unquestionably biggest land of the offseason, or biggest land so far, really, at any length. He's at Huntley Hatfield. He sat down with him, and Payne said, like, tell me what you want. Like, like what do you want to get out of your experience at Louisville? Okay. And Huntley Hatfield says, straight up, I want to be at Louisville for one year. I want to be one of the best players in the country during that year. I want to be an NBA draft lottery pick. And Kenny Payne says, let's do it. Let's make this happen. Which sounds realistic because when I understand, he can shoot a little. He can shoot a little bit. That's our, still, still waiting for that second update there. <laughs> and Huntley Hatfield said— I'm glad he didn't bring up nil, by the way, on Huntley. Good job. Yeah, he said, he said <laughs> after Tennessee, it was pretty hard for me to trust anybody, Huntley Hatfield said. I felt he was being genuine. He's put me in a position to play to my strengths. He's never told me what I can't do. And that's kind of—I mean, this is what Kenny Payne has said. Like, like He's going to be a player's first coach. He's the guy who kind of— was spearheading that player's first movement at UK. I'm not saying that he took it over, but he was the one who said, you know, it's all about the players. Josh Jamison said at Oregon, he was the guy who was, he's the first coach I've seen who was like, let's make this all about the players. That's what he's going to do at Louisville. And I think it's refreshing. I think the fans love to hear it. And I think it's going to be a great, great thing for this program so long as we win enough at some point to justify it. Because players first, whatever program first, Louisville first, whatever motto you want to use, it's only popular if it's bringing W's back to the fan base. That's the long and short of it. That's that's it. Yeah. All this stuff. Your slogan can be, doesn't matter bleep if you're not winning. All this getting guys to the NBA, putting the players first, putting the program first, respecting the community, bringing back players from former years, bringing like like, like tying the the rift or undoing the rift between Denny Crum era and Patino era. None of it matters at the end of the day. None of it matters. If it does matter, it's a secondary deal. All that matters is getting Louisville basketball to being a perennial yep. national title contender again. And if he does do that, it's the best-case scenario. There's no question about it because he's a former guy who, according to everybody that I've, I know, says is just a wonderful human being. It's always better when you're having success and you're rooting for guys that it's you, know, you, you, feel, you don't have to feel gross about rooting for. I think him bringing back the old players and – also welcoming in the Patino era players and kind of making us one big happy family is awesome, but none of it matters if we don't get back to where we need to be. Nobody was complaining about Rick Patino and the Denny Crumb riff when we were winning national titles, going to Final Fours, doing all that stuff. It only became a deal when the other controversy came up. And when, like 2010, 2011, when people were upset that he hadn't won a national title yet. And, you know, Chris Mack style, the preaching toughness and, you know, everything that he was doing— it was great for the first two years. People loved it. It was a great culture. He's He goes to roosters, for God's sake. He doesn't wear suits everywhere. I like roosters. He's a Louisville guy. He's better. He's a better cultural he fit than Rick Pitino was. 
And then he then he started losing games, and it was like, get this cultural loser out of here. We don't care. We 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 need somebody who's going to eat at fancy restaurants again. Wear the suit again. Like stop TPing each other's houses like you're 15 years old. Like it like all it just changed on a dime because he wasn't winning enough. And all these quotes, all this stuff, it's great. I love it. It doesn't have to be in year one, but he's going to have to give us, like Scott Satterfield has not been able to do so far, tangible proof that at some point he can get the program back to where we all expect it to be. Yeah. And I think year one, that tangible proof, it's not necessarily, at least not for me. I know every every fan has a different different expectation for year one. I think you need to be at least in tournament like contention or within shouting distance. But if you don't make it, I kind of treat it the same way that I treated Patino's first year, which was he showed enough in terms of like the style of play that he was going to get the most out of every player on that roster because a lot of those guys were holdovers from from Crumb's last team, which was awful, and they looked totally different under Patino than they did in the 2000 season, the uh, 2001 season. Miles more than anybody looked ever. totally different, like a yeah. hu- different human being. Luca, Luke, uh, Luke White had the same way. Yeah. Reese Gaines took his game to another level. Like, yeah. You knew that moving forward mm-hmm. we were going to be better, and that second year, right away, we won the Conference USA tournament. We, at one point, were in the top five nationally during that season. We were a four seed in the NCAA tournament. We were back to being relevant year two. Now, assuming that the NCAA doesn't hammer us. Year two was Garcia's freshman year and Dean's freshman year, right? Year two, correct. Yeah, that was three. Yeah. And then 04, we had a great season, and then it got tanked when Patino left to go to that Cleveland Clinic thing in the middle of the year, and we ended up bottoming out, losing to Xavier in the first round. 05, mm-hmm. we go to a Final Four, year mm-hmm. four. Like I think that the expectations, and everybody can set their own, but for me personally— I just need I need comfort comforting when it comes to Kenny Payne's coaching ability. Like I, I want to see him coach. I also want to see the the recruiting being fulfilled during the season. I want to see this 2024 class look like it's going to shape up to be great. I would think the recruiting would come hand in hand with the good coaching too cuz you're going to be good coaching you're winning. You think. Yada, yada, yada. But sometimes, you know, sometimes yeah. some some weird coaches are out there and they're not winning and they're still getting some players somehow. Like like that can happen. Look at you green. <laughs> You're right at you, buddy. They typically don't stay at their same job for a long time, but hopefully that that's not what we're dealing with here. But I want to see him getting the most out of his guys, him seeming like he knows what he's doing, like he he's a good fit, like he's the guy long-term, even if the results don't indicate it right away. And then year two, I don't think I'm asking for the moon if I say, like I want to be back to being like top 25 good. I, again, assuming there's no NCAA penalty that that keeps us from doing that. Let's get a recruiting class. Let's get the guys that are coming back from this year's team to be a team that's competing with the best in the ACC again in the top 25, safely in the NCAA tournament. Maybe not a legit national title or Final Four threat, but a team that can win a game two, maybe three in the tournament. So, like, okay, so let me, this is is what we do on a wacky Wednesday, right? Sure. I mean, putting the the horse way before the cart here on this one. But, like, do you, like, so year one we've talked about, and I agree. I think we're on the same page with year one and our expectations. Year two, borderline top twenty-five. Again, we're, we're this is in a world with no IRP right ban. And I'm with you, I'm kind of with you on this one. I want to be like there's no safely in the tournament. There's yeah, there's no. I, I'm looking to see our name maybe be called on Sunday. We're getting called. Like are we a five, six, seven, eight? Where like where yeah. do you put yeah? Where do you put that though? That's what I was gonna say. Where the seating wise, do you say I'm unhappy if we're not. As high as a four or five? I no, mean, I'm not going to go that. I want to say safely in. Kind of like Mac's first season where it's so like. Safely would be five to ten, right? Yeah. Like like not one of the last four. Like we go into Selection Sunday wondering where we're going to be as opposed to if we're going to be in. And if the recruiting class would go the way I would hope it would, I would like to say maybe not ending, but at some point 
in that 18 to 25 area in the polls. Same. Maybe th- spend a week or two there. Maybe not a long time, but at least a couple, maybe a week or two in that area. Year three, I want to be running. I'm, I'm not saying we have to be national title. Oh, year good. three, I want top. I want at least a four seed. But year everything. three, we need to be. We need to have. It needs to be the start of like the Kenny Payne, height like hot air like like where he's officially the guy. There's yeah. no more learning curve. He's established this culture. He's bringing in his guys. He's implemented his system. Like we're rolling a little bit. We're again. We may not be. It's not like the height of the Patino years, the height of the Crum years. But we're starting. We're laying that foundation. It's the first year where people are talking about us as like, you know, that's a that's a final, potential Final Four team. Like that's a team that can really make some noise. Patino went to Crum went to the Final Four his first year. He did, but different. He inherited a lot. Yeah, more. yeah he inherited a very good. They team, were yeah. they they had it rolling a little bit when he took over. But year three, I think is the is the first time where we can be like, okay, let's hold him to pretty high expectations. And then year four and beyond, it's. You know, we're hoping that we're back, right? Well, yeah, Howard Stacy left him a, a gem of a team. <laughs> but I, I, that's my timeline. I know everybody has their own personal timeline, and I'm not objecting if yours is different than mine. But that's that's kind of that's the way that I'm entering. I, I'm not objecting, the Kenny but era. I would think if your if your expectations are higher than ours, especially for year one, I just feel like you're setting yourself up for disappointment. I do too, but that's you know some people. I mean, that's fine. You can I mean, fan however yeah, you want to I mean, fan. I'm yeah, I'm not gonna. You, I mean, I'm just telling you, I'm warning you. You're probably setting yourself up for disappointment. It feels like it. I also, I mean, I always put this in there too, though. Like, like I've got lowered expectations, certainly for this year. I had lowered expectations for Chris Max first year. I did mm-hmm. not think that team was going to go to the NCAA tournament. They made it safely. So, if I'd love to be proven wrong. Of course, long term, that didn't end up being. I mean, I don't really know. a great thing. But if they, like, it's certainly possible that this team could overachieve in that same way. I don't see it, but. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. I hope I'm wrong this time. I felt like my expectations were lower, but not as low as they are for this team. Same. Because, I mean, again. I, I mean, thought they could. You didn't. I guess, I mean, you did, I mean, there was, you could, you, if you want to be like, I knew War could be that good. Because, I mean, there were a lot of people wanting War to play more in pageants one year. And, and this is also a team that, I mean, had did win 20 games mm. with a coach who took over like five minutes before game one tip off. Right. You know, and as you mentioned. Almost by the tournament year before. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. Now. It also didn't help. It was such a weird year because I mean we faded so poorly in that in that in that February that first year of Mac and just, yeah it was it was a, it was a weird season. But my expectations were not were were probably higher than than they are for this. Oh, season. mine definitely were for that season. I, I didn't think they were, they were going to make the tournament, but I definitely thought it was possible, and I thought they would have. I, I felt better about that team than I do this team. There's no question about it. And of course, is, 2020 was the the best team, but yeah. Always wonder. Always wonder. Yeah. All right, we've talked over the top of the hour, so we got to take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll take some texts. Before we do, though, reminding you, if you have financial needs, there's only one place to go in the city. It's First Bankers Trust. First Bankers Trust is going to work with you individually to help you meet all of your financial goals, not just some of them. They will offer a wide range of services, not a small range of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. For more information, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Winning basketball games, going to the NCAA tournament, uh, not getting fired midseason, and making money. It all starts with trust. First Bankers Trust. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour number three is on the way next. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X.
Hey, Melton, Monte Carlo, and El Dorado. I'm waking up out of my slumber, feeling like Roblo. I didn't realize the, uh, welcome in, by the way, third hour of Mike Rutherford show on a Wednesday. Why are they making... Wrapping us in. Why, why are they making the Padres... They're playing right now. The NLCS Game 2 is happening right now in San Diego. They played last night. Wait a minute, a, San Diego? It's 2 o'clock in San Diego. Yes, it's a short turnaround, too. They played the late game last night. But I, I guess they had to do this because the Yankees you know, wrapped up last night. Now they're on the road. They're playing tonight at 7.37 in Houston. So I guess they couldn't give them like five hours of rest. But it still feels weird that this game is happening. But the Phillies are off to a 2 nothing lead, top second. Uh, they're threatening again. In the top of the second, they got guys on second and third with one out. Uh, Pods struggling a little bit here. They're also down, or already down, one game to nothing after last night. That's that's kind of very strange. I mean, come on, Pod. Project Man's got to be like, we're, we're getting the short end on this. One. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine having tickets to like the, the I mean, NLCS the first... and being like, okay, I guess we're gonna get started here at you know two in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Has the Padres even been in NLCS since '95? Um, I mean, I know they've made postseason since then. I can't remember if they have or not. But I don't think they've been in NLC. I mean, it was, it was 94, 95. I forget which year that was that they lost to the... Well, 94 was the strike. So it was 95 then, yeah. Because it was the year they, they knocked off... Uh, they lost to the Yankees, didn't they? In the World Series? Yeah. They upset the Braves. It was 90... Uh, 98, 98. 98. 98, yeah. And I, just, I said Yankees, I realized I was off there. A yeah, because 95, the Braves actually won. Yeah, because the Phillies upset the Braves in 93. And then they go on to lose to Toronto. Yeah, 98. They've only won two NL pennants, 84 and 98. Yeah, 84 I knew. Yeah, I do that one. They only have won. The only division titles that they've had since 84, then. 84 they lost to Detroit. 05 and 06. So, then you said that that was pennants, so they didn't. you don't know if they went to Those NL. were just division titles. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it's been a while for Philadelphia, too. But at least in Philly's last run, it was 2010, they went to the World Series. They won it. Yeah. I got to interview Harry, I got to interview Harry Callis uh, during uh, during the off season. Did, really? Yeah. Unfortunately, he would pass like two weeks later. Well, I mean, but it was still on yourself a little bit. Someone who me, I mean, I grew up listening to his voice on NFL films. It was it was it was one of those like uh, fanboy moments early in my radio days. They have not been in the NLCS since uh, they went to the World Series in '98. '98. Yeah, that's crazy. Pretty well. Yeah, and they've been waiting all this time. To host a 2 p.m. playoff game. Speaking of crazy, it's, the world we live in is it's what, is what I just got. I, I just just now as we're coming back break, I got one of those uh, texts like, "You have a trade in your fantasy football league." Oh, God. So I just click on it, and it's just I'm not going to get a detail, but it was just like the trade is like uh, some it involves Mariota and Geno Smith, and our commissioner ends it with, "This is the world we live in, gentlemen." Mariota and Geno Smith are being happening? traded for 2022 in fantasy football. I got another question. <laughs> Where's our practice mole? What, what What's he doing? We got one. Should we be worried that we're not getting positive reviews from him? No, I mean, I'm starting. He would give us negative or positive reviews. You would think. But I'm starting to wonder if he got outed. I'm starting to wonder if he's been identified. I'm, we have a <laughs> homeland situation on our hands. He got his phone confiscated. Should we text him? I'm a little bit. Now I'm worried. I don't want them to be like, who's he texting? Although I think our names are on the text group. Probably. I wonder, well, who knows what our names are in his phone, though. True. I mean, it shows up on, like, whatever names are, it shows up what we have it in the M&T. Yeah. We've got we've had nothing since 353, which is just doing drills. And when, when did the practice start? BHH can shoot it a little bit. Oh, well, well they were doing drills at yeah. 353. They've been doing something since then. We've got nothing. We're going off the air in 48 minutes here. Give us something. <laughs> That's a freaking bone, man. 
I'm going to run him out of this room when he comes in here tomorrow. You yeah, even went and he just told us he was going and he's just sending us this just to, just to, just to give us an appetite. Lance is looking good. <laughs> <laughs> kind of worried about our guards outside of Ellis. Like, that was, thank, yeah. thank you. I don't see any guards. Yeah. <laughs> Hersey Miller looking good on defense. Thank you for all the same updates we've had from everybody. <laughs> but our guy Leo, caller Leo, one of the only callers to ever get in the show, he hooked me up. He, he always does the let's us know about the simulation, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Who does that? Okay. So the game simulator had Pitt winning all week, according to Leo, by an average of about two points. But they had Brock starting. Now that Malik is confirmed to be back, they've got him in there. He ran the script again, and now it has UofL winning by an average of two points. Uh, now he says, I'm sorry, four point average win for UofL over Pitt. Okay. Suck it, Greer. I mean, <laughs> you automatically go to. Yeah. Well, I know he's listening. I mean, this is the reason why my buddy's kid left Pitt this year. Transfer back down to UofL. I mean, that and, you know, not going to class up there and stuff. But I mean, Small part. Yeah. Small part. That's minor part of it. I, again, I don't know what these simulations know. I don't know what these the Vegas odds know. But the line continually the, moving towards Louisville, it makes me a little bit, I don't know. I, I'm, I, don't, I don't get it. I'm not buying into it. But there's a part of me that's like, hmm. No, don't, don't, don't. Don't hmm. read. Don't, don't get caught up in the, the, week of, the, the, the week before Kentucky game. Hocus pocus. I see Kentucky's a different animal, and you know that I didn't do it that week. I, I begged somebody to, to sell me on it. Didn't happen. I picked UK to win. I think I tried to sell you on it. We, I, I know. I said I asked everybody. You guys all tried. You unsuccessfully so. Well, rightfully so too. And now this year, nobody's. I don't care if they. I don't care if we win five in a row, and UK goes two and three these next five. I don't care if UK loses to Vandy. Going into that week, I'm not buying it until I actually see it. I'm not buying it. Should I be concerned? I just got an email, a text from PNC Bank that there could be a fraud issue, and I don't have a PNC Bank account. No, it's just spam. Just ignore it. Is that what it is? Okay, good. It's like dealing with my wife. Mary's like, do you, do you I've this? never gotten a PNC Bank though. And this all the more reason to know that it's just a, spam, a scam. Ooh, I just got a political one too. Mary's like, it just this says that I bought a Mac, like, and it says that my. I'm like, just ignore it. No, it's not a real thing. Ninety-five percent of the time, if you have to ask if this is a real thing, it's not a real thing. Oh, this was, can we count on you to remind three friends to vote? <laughs> this is like a chain letter. <laughs> I can't rely on you to vote. <laughs> the Dems are running this November and protect and expand. All right, uh, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Sachs line. Him. We did have our uh, people quit uh, texting me during the show. I mentioned this is the new. Yeah, he, his his brain can't take it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mentioned that this is the new thing. We used to have the guards update question every single day. Yeah. Now, guess what we have? Here it is. Hey, any rumors on the IARP decision? It's going to happen every day until we get this thing. And the answer is no. I've got no inside info on like what it's going to sound like. I had the little inside info no, actually, when it may come down. You did. You you've been holding on it for two hours and fifteen minutes, and now. I'm going to tell you people. I'm, I'm for, glad you asked. I'm waiting for Patrick's practice update, and then I'm going to give the IRP update. <laughs> you do read it at like 5.30. You know what? I'm glad you asked. I forgot all about this. That reminds me. I did get a result. <laughs> it's like, we're good. We're, we're free. We're good to go. Back to the text line. <laughs> Texture says, Louisville Live special guest 2023, Mike Rutherford. Well, no. That's not Is it? No. <laughs> Dylan Lawson? I wish. Yeah, bring him in. <laughs> That'd be a great guess that nobody cares about. Texas, maybe L. Ellis will dedicate a dunk to TK. He'll get on the mic and call it 
I can't say that. <laughs> no, I kidding. can't say that. I I'm, can't say that phrase. I'm curious. <laughs> Apparently, there's a whole website dedicated to this uh, this game from that show, the True American Game, with the rules. Yeah, I mean, you, I guess you could make them up by assuming what the rules were by watching the show. But I think even in the show, they they make it. There's a statement at one point where they say there's no actual rules. That they just it was a website, TrueAmericanRules.com. Nice, check it out. My favorite thing about How I Met Your Mother is when they'd make internet jokes, they always actually made the sites to match it. Forward thinking. Yeah. Texas Arby's has underrated mozzarella sticks. They do. They're good. You know who has really underrated mozzarella sticks? I mean, can you really? White Castle. Well, I mean, we and I they're delicious. Yeah. Can you really screw up mozzarella sticks? Oh, yeah. Can you? Oh, yeah. I've had some bad mozzarella How sticks. How do you screw up? I mean, by not, I mean, is it cold? The breading. The cheese can taste a little funky. Gotta have normal mozzarella. You can, you can. It's yeah. hard to, but you can do it. I've had bad mozzarella sticks before. I guess, I guess you can, yeah. Texas, I'm told this Jack Harlow fellow that you speak of. Um, <laughs> I already know it's not like most Texas, and I like it already. It's a picture, <laughs> and says, "Is this? Am I correct? Is this who it is?" Caveat: Please don't judge me if I'm incorrect. I'm just a caveman, unfrozen, practicing law to survive. The world is strange and new to me. It often frights me. Is it Jack Harlow? No, it's a, it's a weird picture of like a Victorian. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. The Victorian? I've got no idea what this is. I got, <laughs> not a quick description of Victorian. I, I'll show you the picture. I've got I have no idea what this is. What I told you. Look, is that a voodoo doll or something? The answer to the question is no, that's not Jack Harlow. <laughs> I think this guy just sends in the weirdest text possible, which I appreciate. Uh Texas RBI baseball was the best uh, Nintendo oh, RBI baseball is great. Was awesome. The only problem with RBI baseball, I think I've told you the story about my mom dated the baseball player, uh, Omar Alvarez. Yes. And like, he he was awesome at that game. And for some reason, I mean, maybe in hindsight as a kid, but I remember me and my neighbor going, like, we thought we were like kind of the hot bleep when it came to RBI baseball. We thought we were good. I just remember going and we were like, we're going to play him. We're going to play this, this adult, this man, a major league pitcher. And he beat the crap out of us. He had some kind of code to where the guy would spin like a tornado at the home plate. So no matter what pitch you threw, he nailed it out of the park. Really? Seems yeah. like cheating. Yeah, well, it probably was, but it was it was a knock-me-off-my-peg-as-a-child moment. Texas, are you getting worried about the NCAA tournament expansion? It seems like it's coming up more and more. Yes. I don't like this. I don't either. I didn't, li- I didn't like going to 68, personally. We got Greg Sankey talking about it today at SEC Media Days, and all these SEC people... Are saying who's the uh, the new Missouri coach who came from Cleveland State? Um, Gates, Dennis Gates. He's like, I, he's like, I, I'm not just in favor of expansion. I want to double the field. No, of course Missouri does. Of course everybody <laughs> in the SEC does. <laughs> Greg Sankey's like, I think there's a there are ways for us to act. Think about creating access points that bring more people to the game, which I always think can be healthy if done the right way. He also said, and I, I retweeted Matt Norlander's tweet on this because Sankey, his whole argument or his starting argument was like. Texas A&M was the biggest snub last year. They were playing as well as anyone in the country come March, and they didn't have access to the tournament. They were denied access, which is not true. You want access? Be better. Denied access. <laughs> Make it sound like they're being the, the, the bouncer wouldn't let them pass the Velvet Road. That's what he said. They, did, they didn't have access to the NCAA tournament. Everybody has access to the NCAA tournament. You, know, you want access? Win the SEC tournament. Yeah. When the you you want access, don't play the three hundred eighth hardest non conference schedule in the country, because that's what got you out of, out of the tournament. That's what denied you access to the NCAA tournament. Were they deserving? Maybe 
But if you're the if you're the the 69th or the 70th team left out of the field, you don't have an argument. You could, always could have done more. Everybody could have done more. You can always win your conference tournament. There's always a path. And if you don't get in, you may have a legit beef. But at the end of the day, the only person you have to fully blame is yourself. I mean, it's, with that, short of blending every team in, there's always going to be that line where somebody's going, oh, we need to expand because this team didn't get in. That's going to be the case every year. It happens every year. Be better. And, and unfortunately, guess what? When you're only allowing 68 or 64, and there's going to be, you know, 69 giggity and 70 and 71 are going to have a gripe. I thought that we deserved to be in the tournament in 2021. But at the end of the day, you know, but, don't don't lose those last games. Don't lose to Duke in the ACC tournament. Don't well, lose. I think getting our games canceled really hard us too, but yeah. yeah. Well, also don't let your players just run them up. Yeah. Follow, follow yeah. the damn protocols. Uh, like we, we could have done more. We, like we could have easily been in the field and, and left it not to question. We could have not no, left, yeah, that left our fate in the committee's hands. When you do that, you always run the risk of getting screwed. Even if the data says that you're better than team B, C, and D, you put yourself in that spot. What's the Jimmy Johnson quote? I mean, you go the if you let leave a game to leave it in the referee's hands at the end of the game, do you get what you deserve? Yeah. I mean, you can't it's hard I know the ref screwed us. Well, I mean, we shouldn't have been in that situation in the game. We should have been comfortably ahead. And the the other argument that drives me a little bit crazy about this is, you know, people talk about a team like Texas A&M. If they'd gotten into the field last year, they could have won the NCAA tournament. They could have gone to the Final Four. You know, we, we know this because VCU, the first year they expanded the field, goes to the Final Four. Two years ago, UCLA, the team that I thought took our spot in the NCAA tournament, goes to the Final Four, almost knocks off the number one overall seed in Gonzaga, yeah. is just potentially 41 minutes away from winning a national title. That's fine. We know that. The issue isn't whether or not teams that get left out could win two, three, four, five, six games in the field. It's whether or not they deserve the opportunity. There are teams in the NFL who probably are playing better than teams that get into the— It has to be a full body of work. And it, you know, maybe you had guys that were injured at the beginning of the season. Maybe you just didn't gel. Um, Lance Taylor. Maybe you—whatever. You know, but it's still like those first few games have to still matter to some degree. And you have to still earn your way into the postseason— and give yourself that opportunity to you know, you know, prove that you're a team capable of winning six or seven games. And the great thing about college basketball is you get that chance in conference tournaments. You, your, your fate is never wholly left up to the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. If A&M was truly one of the best teams in the country, win four games in the SEC Tournament. Even left to the regular season, as you just mentioned. Exactly. It, it's, just, it, it's, a, it's a valid argument, but not in the way that they think it is. It's, it's a valid point. It's not a valid argument to me. I, I, you're right. All these teams could, but that's not, I think, a reason to expand the field in in, in my eyes. Like, no. could, could a team that's three hundredth best in the country win a couple of games? Maybe. I mean, we don't need to. We don't need to find out. You're also. We have two examples of VCU and, and UCLA going from first four to final four. They're also the only two to do it, if I'm mistaken. I'm yeah, sure. but still, it's it, it's a. I mean, it's two out of how many how many chances? I mean, it's a limited sample size. It does. Yeah. It, it speaks pretty loudly, but. At the same time, like I don't think that that necessarily means that they like we should be doing this. I, I don't. I don't think it's even necessarily a valid argument that we should have expanded from sixty four to sixty eight. I don't like it, but to go for like like Jay Bill has got so much crap. The year that VCU went to the Final Four, he was like, their resume does not suggest that they deserve to be in the field. There's no way they should be in. And VCU fans like just railed him when they ended up winning five games and going to the Final Four. Yeah, lucky and got hot. It didn't. It didn't matter. Like it. It did not change the point that they did not deserve to be in. They yeah. proved that they were clearly one of the best 64 teams in the country, but they had not proved that before the tournament started. It like That, to me, it does not sway. That, that argument carries zero weight for me. And I say this as a fan of a team that's been left out narrowly 
twice in the last, what, four years? Couldn't have said it better myself. and Probably couldn't. I mean that literally. Um, but, yeah, stop talking. The more that people talk about this, the more that I'm like, they're, they're kind of serious. They I may do this. We have found your, one of your, your, your buttons to push there. I Don't mess the tournament. Do this, not this mess is like your this is like my this is like your version of the the, the color house to me. This is like when anybody talks about <laughs> anything post two thousand five to Trevor. Dude, at least give me. Let's <laughs> get, you always move like two thousand two, two thousand eight. That's the joke. I, in truth, it's like two thousand eleven ish. That's when you stopped. That two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Pop yeah, culture died. Pretty then. much when yeah, the pop culture ended for me. Texas Alex Jones is reporting that Malik Williams has made a surprise appearance at practice and then immediately challenged Coach Jamison to a bare knuckles boxing match. <laughs> This report is in no me- no way meant to distract attention from his recent legal issues. Max Jones was the special guest. <laughs> He's doing anything for money these days. Where's my check? <laughs> Texas Bellman was denied access. They were. They're the one team that has a legitimate gripe because that rule is dumb as hell. Yeah. But they were trying to fight that rule even before they even knew they were being denied, weren't they? Yeah, as, yeah. as they should have been. They also got screwed because you know people were like, well, it's right there in the rules that you know they can't play in the NIT, they can't play in the NCA because the NCA owns the NIT. They were told, Bellman was told when they made the move, you can't play in the NCA tournament. They're going to try to get that rule overturned, but you can play in the NIT. And I don't know why. I don't know. Like both Scotty and Doug told me, like like you know, we were told by an NCA official, like we were going to be able to host games in the NIT if we won. Back then, the rule was. The teams that the small conference teams that won their conference regular season that automatically qualified for the NIT got to host games in the NIT. We were going to have a chance to host games at Freedom Hall, and then, you know, we're in that position. No, doesn't happen. And the the other weird thing was the women's team, because the NCA women's NIT was not owned by the NCA, the women's Bellarmine team was eligible to play in the NIT. But now this off season, guess what? NCA bought the women's NIT too. So that's off the table. It's the dumbest rule around. I don't know why they won't change it. Bartman's women didn't qualify for that. No, they were they, they were very good. Yeah. yeah they, they're they're struggling with the transition. Obviously they're qualified in the fixture anyway. So either <laughs> struggling a little bit more than the men are. But Bell, oh, I mean, yeah. and Bellman's men's team is, I, I think is probably going to take a small step down this year. Yeah, they've lost some players. I mean, it yeah. still doesn't mean that they shouldn't have the ability to you know have that shot. Like every small college team should get to play their season building up to the conference tournament with the hope of, hey, let's get hot. Three games in three days, four games in four days, what have you, and get a chance to hear our name called in selection Sunday. Like that's the dream of playing Division One college basketball, and to have that taken away or have to to not have it. Period. It just seems, yeah, it's the, all silly. The, the the no bowl or postseason eligibility when moving up is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard in NCAA. At least it's only two that, years that's in football. Setting, and that's setting the bar pretty high when that, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard the NCAA do. It's up there for sure. Uh, Texture says, Mike, giving you a reminder that there's no AEW tonight. Hopefully you tuned in last night. <laughs> well, I was I, I, I was intrigued because I, I figured you were watching maybe the Yankees game. I, I was. And it ended and went right into AEW, and then that was the Orange Cassidy match to open her. I did not see that. So I was, I was wondering if you just left the TV on or not. I did not see it, no. Um, I watched a little bit, and then it was dinner time. I think the, the TV got changed to tie the little bus. Chicken or salmon? I had salmon last night. <laughs> I had salmon last night. Salmon and rice. Living the high life. I already knew because I mean, every dinner you have is like picking out a meal off of a plane ride. It's like chicken or fish. You don't need to remind me. <laughs> I, had bur- I had bourbon chicken and rice. I just want to get healthy so I can be unhealthy again. That's all I want. I just want to be unhealthy again as a healthy person. Then I was just, as I texted you last night eating my, my China one, I'm thinking, I mean, I, I've never been able to handle chopsticks as this. I can't either. 
and, do it. And, 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 but the thing is, as I'm, I'm sitting there eating and I'm like, like chopsticks, if I could use chopsticks, eating the chicken is one thing. But I am like every bite of like rice I'm taking with my fork. I'm like a, a bomb, like a guy trying to like dis- decipher a bomb, <laughs> like trying to keep my hands so steady from plate to mouth. And and every and it doesn't matter because either way, I mean, I don't know if it's the sh- it's nicotine shakes or what, but like I'm dropping half the rice off my fork and the dogs are running going nuts. I can't do it. And I'm sitting there, halfway through it, I even texted you. I was like, how do you eat rice with chopsticks? It's I don't a- try. And then another buddy I said the same kind of same thing to did reply to me and said when he was a kid, they had a uh, a Japanese woman come in like to their school and teach him how to use chopsticks and stuff. And suppose, I guess, in Asia, over overseas, like the rice there is like, like really much clumpier and like kind of gooier. So I can see where chopsticks could be used. But like the rice you get at China One, not, it is impossible. No. There's no way. I don't really try. You know why? Because we've created superior utensils in the yeah. sense. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? There's a better way. I don't want to be cranking up my car with a, on the, in the front of the engine with a with a with a rod, do you? No, I turn the key nowadays. I got a spoon. I'm eating my rice with a spoon. We have a Amani Bates has posted something on Instagram. I'm going to we'll talk about that a little bit after the break. We'll okay. come back. We'll get take text as well. Uh, we've got a lot of text to get to in this last segment, so we're going to make that happen uh, in the final segment. It's the Mike Rutherford Show rolling on here on a Wednesday on 1450 and 96.1, The Big Outcast Wednesday here on 1450 The Big X. Trevor going in, what, sequential order here with the album. Yes, I'm going to go to order. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Now, is it because it got played it was so much down your throat? When it first came out, I probably liked it more than... It was not my favorite on that album, but the amount of that it got played on radio. I was telling you this definitely off, drove me crazy. off the air. Like, I, got some, I don't remember what the story was, but I, I got a hold of this album like a couple weeks before it actually was released. It was leaked online somehow, and like you could burn it off online. Yeah. And so, by even before this song came out in the radio, I was already kind of almost tired because I was listening to this album so much going into before it was an actual release. And then, yeah, I mean, it was like you could not go five minutes of a day without hearing the song on the radio somewhere. So, but now, I think now that I'm removed, almost twenty years removed from it's it, fine. it's just not my favorite. Like now, I'm just like I still I appreciate it, but 
Yeah, it, it did have that bad taste in my mouth for years. So I tease this. We have, we have intern Patrick in, in the building, by the way. Uh, yeah. Live from the UVL practice. Looks like he just came from the court. I, I enjoy it. He's got gym shorts on, the warm-ups. I mean, I think that's how he snuck in. Hey, we got, some, we got a limited roster and some injuries. You never know when you're going to have to play. <laughs> He's like, I'm a guard. <laughs> Are you on the team, kid? I'm Mercy Miller. But I teased this before, <laughs> so I, I want to touch on this briefly. Amani Bates posted on Instagram earlier. It's an image that I there's no other way to describe it other than it looks like somebody's talking about him because he died. Like he's it's a picture of him like looking off in the distance, wearing white, kind of fading away, and then next to a very lengthy quote. And I guess this is all about the tra- charges being dropped Did you against him. you retweet this in a way? I have not. Okay. It's on Jeff Goodman's uh, page on Twitter if you want to okay. go there. I'll look it up. But he says this. First and foremost, I would like to praise and thank the creator who has granted me the grace, knowledge, and opportunity to be a better version of myself today than I was yesterday. To my parents, thank you for your unwavering support and always standing by my side during the most challenging of times. To all my supporters, family, friends, fans, and prayer warriors, I would like to thank you for your unconditional love, inspiration, and encouraging words. I will be forever grateful. To my lawyer, Steve Haney. (laughs) Sorry. Thank you for your diligence and believing in me. You motivated me to keep my head high and continue to look ahead. What are you paying for, dude? The crazy <laughs> thing about living your life on stage is the inability to escape judgment and experience the growing pains of life as a normal adolescent privately. I hold myself accountable for making a poor decision and hope you can forgive me as I grow because this will not be my last mistake. However, a lasting stigma to remind me of the severity of such a mistake. I hope my mistake can inspire others to think before acting. Growth is a lifetime experience. I will harness the value within this lesson and continue to be a service to my community, Amani Bates. Well, you're going to be a service to the community because the judge told you to, first of all, I think. I'm very glad that we did not get this kid. I mean, I'm sorry, I am. I hate to say it now. Like, clearly, hindsight's 2020, but that is a. He's making a statement about not getting charged with a crime anymore. I, I, I do like that he said he's going to make, there's going to be mistakes coming. This is an I, I NBA do. draft length statement. <laughs> I mean, that's long. He's thanking everybody in his life for having charges dropped. Including the lawyer who did it. I mean, where was the thanks, where was the thanks, where was the thanks to the judge who dismissed it? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, where was the, and the, the, the picture. I mean, I don't know why, but my mind automatically goes to uh, Cartman when he does the the, uh, the, the, the the Christian rock band. It's what it looks like. He's like... Faith plus one. Just, yeah, just glance into a different direction. And that's what we want you to do, Imani. I mean, the speech sounds like Rod Tidwell after his career not on Monday Night Football. Like he's thanking everybody <laughs> about this make, big break. You're not going to make me cry, Roy. You're not going to do it. You're not do it. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's over the top. He's talking about being able to play college basketball at Eastern Michigan as a, as a, a sophomore. I, I don't know. Anyways. Do I have prayer warriors? No. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. They're all in this building. Uh, we got intern Patrick here. He, I was going to say snuck in. He didn't sneak in. He's got a legal UofL ID. He went to the students-only UofL practice. Second day in a row, we've had a mole at practice. Yeah. And we do. He gave us the you know, the inside info earlier that BHH construed a little bit. We thank you for that. That was great. Changed the whole <laughs> Outlook of the season. Honestly, I now now I'm thinking Final Four bust. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna text more and then I just didn't. Didn't? Yeah. yeah I, didn't. I, I'm like, I was I was gonna do that work, Dugan, but you know, That's why I, I get paid the big bucks around here. <laughs> Up his salary. How was practice, Patrick? Give us the, the uh, little synopsis here. Uh, I don't like the hesitation. They ran a lot for sure. Okay. A lot of okay. running. They were get, they were getting. I'm okay with getting in good conditioning. That's good conditioning for uh, some missed shots in the drill work. They did a lot of conditioning. Okay. Uh, he seemed to be pretty frustrated with Roosevelt Wheeler a good amount. Second day in a row. Yeah. What is Rose doing? I don't know. Well, well, there was like during the drills, like it was like three people were like 
going. It was like pass, pass, shoot a three. I had to make 10 in three minutes. And, like, they'd be rotating, and they just wouldn't rotate right. And, like, it was – Ellis, he would just yell at Roosevelt Wheeler. would just be like – I've heard Ellis been doing a lot of yelling. You got to be – you're in the wrong place. I like and to then, see someone taking the leader role, though. Apparently that's him. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I do. L. Ellis is definitely more vocal than any of the other dudes that have been around. Okay. And Brandon Ellie Hatfield, he's playing a lot of, like, perimeter. But – and he looked pretty good. <laughs> there we go. I mean, th- that was like the the verbal version of his text. It was. <laughs> he was pretty much. <laughs> How was? I mean, give me Kamari Lance. How do you shoot it? Uh, pretty solid. Solid is the word we got yesterday. Nothing special. That's Nothing what we like. heard yesterday. Was he our mole yesterday? And you just didn't want to tell me. No, he was not. Okay. We had two moles yesterday. Oh wow! Afternoon session and morning session. Moly, moly, moly. It sounds like they saw a lot of what Patrick yeah. saw today. Fabio nice. did not look great. Okay. Yesterday I heard Fabio looked. He did not play yesterday in the morning session i heard he looked good offensively in the afternoon yeah. session there, there was one time specifically where he had like a one-on-one drive on like kind of a fast break and he was on the left side of the rim and he tried to he tried to lay it in with his right and he got blocked that's my issue with fabio he's not strong with the left i said that when we signed him that's my my concern a little bit and he he also seemed that, to but... he also <laughs> seemed to get in, get yelled at for not knowing the plays more than anybody else fabio well he was did. late arrival that's him yeah, part, I don't think that's part of the deal. That's unfair. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's makes sense. Uh, what about James? Anything? On, and did he was he practicing? He didn't even practice. Yeah, okay. that's, he's been so sad. I was curious. That's why I didn't know. I mean, I was wondering if he even was out there not doing any kind of light practice. Jalen Withers didn't practice, and Hersey Miller also didn't practice. No Hersey today. Hmm. Withers is Withers injured that we don't know about. Have you we talked about this yesterday? Yes. Yeah. You sure? Yes. Was I here for that day? You were in body only. <laughs> yes. Was I here yesterday? I don't know. What is yesterday? Uh, so there's your a- anything yeah. else to add there. Uh, Devin Ree looked good. Okay, Ooh, he, he was he was that. he was shooting it better than anybody. Well, the three best shooters on the court were by far L. Ellis, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, and Devin Ree. Okay, okay. And then one time, one time at five on five, Devin Ree had a strong take. Like took somebody took somebody to the rim, strong finish, and one. Ooh, now that you didn't expect to hear. No. I like Devin Reed. You, you told yesterday he couldn't even, he couldn't create for himself. That was the word for practice. That was the yeah. report. Devin yeah. Reed, probably the favorite for the three point shootout on uh, Friday night, Louisville Live. I would say he seems like they have like the the Ryan McMahon, LLS. I, I don't even know who. I think Jalen Withers is one of the competitors in the, in the three point shootout too. Zan Payne is in it. Zan Zan Payne and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Right, okay, I believe. Okay, well, that's... I did. I didn't win the raffle to judge the dunk contest. Oh, who did? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he personally went up and said hi to him. I just say some douche. <laughs> yeah, somebody's not cool like Patrick. I wanted to be like a loser. Just who's gonna be totally out of place? Yeah, I was. I was with this kid that like. Would I, you have let me do it if you'd won, Patrick? I don't think so. No. Yeah, yeah, no. I would have. I, I was talking. I knew a kid from like playing baseball against him, so I was kind of setting set him when I was talking to him, and I knew if I won the raffle, he was gonna be like, "This kid's in high school." <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, if, that, if, that, if, if he did that, then that dude's, that dude's a douche. Because <laughs> you don't, we don't call somebody out for that. Come on, let him win. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyways, thank, thank you to intern Patrick for sneaking in, giving us a, a nice little practice report. Secondary, I mean, honestly, kind of hearing the same stuff now. We have a little bit of a continuation on the reports from earlier this week. Have, has he changed your perspective on the season yet? Who, Patrick? No, no, the kid that wouldn't let him win the raffle. Well, I don't know if you were talking to me or Patrick. <laughs> uh, no, he is not. Not 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 okay. today. Not today. Uh, you're getting called out on the text line for using like too much, Patrick. It's a, it's a young people like thing. 
He's saying like too much when he talks. <laughs> that's, just, that's a joke. Dude. I, didn't like, think I, did it I said like how, and you're like I do it too much too. Everybody does it too much. I don't even think I did it that much. Yeah. Texas, what was Vandy thinking giving Jerry Stackhouse the contract extension? They finished last in the SEC the past three seasons. It was surprising. I don't know if he's got Stackhouse is still solid... Vanderbilt. Oh yeah, but they fired him two years ago. I don't know if he's got some solid recruits lined up, or if that's the, I don't know if it's a Satterfield type situation. But I was surprised it's to see that yesterday extension. I mean, if you're Vanderbilt, I mean, I guess I mean. He hasn't been, it's been that bad. I mean, he had Pippen Jr., right? And that all that mattered. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. it was, he yeah. had Darius Garland for two games. Yes, was he even there for two games? I forget. I, I think it was easy to two or I one. I think he played a game. I thought he just went there for like, hung out for, for a semester. Not even that long. <laughs> the guy who sends the weird text in now has said, Merry Christmas. How many of these celebrities can you name? And it's it, it's this Photoshop of people on the stage, like the, the Burger King King head, like Photoshopped on somebody's head, that weird Victorian thing. I don't know what this guy's doing, but it's got my attention. That's great. I want to go look it up. Well, these aren't, it's not real. He just made this. <laughs> no, I mean, I know, but I mean, I want to look at the text line and see how many I can name. Well, you have at it after the show. Oh, I am. That's what I'm doing in the car. Texas, it's called Sticky Rice, Trevor. It's made a specific way so it clumps and you can pick up uh, the, the clumps with chopsticks. We actually have. Yeah, so our, that's what was brought to my attention by some another buddy of mine that said that. I mentioned earlier in the show, like my daughter, she like wants soy sauce and rice for every meal. Yeah. And we have our babysitter Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is she's half Japanese. And so she, she makes the sticky rice. She makes it that way. She makes it a specific way. We do like the instant rice. Like now the sticky rice tastes different than like the fried rice. I'll get it. China one. Yeah. Okay. I like the, China. not a lot different, but it, it's different. I don't know if I like, I don't know if I've ever even had sticky rice. You'd know if you had, I guess I, I, I'm just, joking. I don't know. You probably would <laughs> <laughs> he does so like confident that you would know. No. Uh, apparently, I have a nice scoop here from the text line. They texted a U of L representative directly to ask if alcohol will be sold at Louisville Live on Friday. The answer, yes. Yes. There you go. Good. I'm glad. If that was making you be on the fence for whether or not to attend Friday night, there's that nudge. See, but do you know that where, you know, where that aggravates me a little bit though is that like I know neither of us are very happy about them charging for this. And I guess if it was, you know, we were trying to, if it was something about having to raise money, if you're going to charge for, if you're going to sell alcohol, then don't charge for tickets for Louisville Live. Just jack up the alcohol prices like two bucks each. Yeah, I'm with you. Because yeah. you know they're going to be outrageously priced anyway. Just jack it up another $2. It's not going to matter at that point. And you can make up your difference there and not have to worry about selling tickets. Just, I had a dream that Ricky P was asked if he thinks Louisville basketball will be restored to its greatness, to which he replied, I'm not walking through, through that. that door. Yeah. Well, not, it's glad not it was bad. just a dream. Not a bad dream. I've had worse. Text says, getting off work and seeing this Twitter notification from Mike on the eve of the IRP ruling was terrifying. You can't imagine the relief I got to see that it was only a video of some brat playing emotionless Mozart. What? <laughs> he liked the, I used the F-bomb in a tweet last night, which somebody was very upset about. Um, you used that F-bomb in a tweet and somebody got mad at you? Yeah, like, you don't, I hope you don't, every time it's always, I hope you don't use that language around your kids. I'm like, That's funny because. Scroll the, past. I was watching, Unfollow me, I don't care. I was watching the non-fat dairy Seinfeld last night. Do you remember the the, 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 the premise of that one? Yes. Where he, he drops the F-bomb in front of the kid and the whole way, the whole throughout the entire episode, the kid's like just dropping F-bombs on him. Yeah. So great. That was me growing up. <laughs> that was all, oh, dude, you, I had two teenage brothers and a dad who did not censor himself at all. I, I had no chance. Same. I was, yes. I, did, I didn't realize cursing was a bad thing until I went to school and got in trouble for it. I like that I'm getting, now I'm getting practice reports from other people that are sending messages in. I'm curious. I, what, do they contradict what our, our mall has No, said? they're saying the same thing. It's about Roosevelt Wheeler again. I mean, good Lord. Being in the doghouse. 
Not writing him off could have been just a bad practice. Or three at this point. Come on, Rose. <laughs> Come on, Rose. Long off season. Let's go. Texas, hey man, not just any not just any peacock deserves to be in. Did you see the quote, the, the question at SEC Media Days? I don't know who this guy is, but John Calipari was on the big stage. It's the most timid, scared question I've ever seen in my life. He was talking about he asked the question to Calipari. You know, the SEC had a great year last year, but they kind of fell flat on their face in the NCAA tournament. A lot of teams lost early season game, mm-hmm. or early games in the tournament. What do you guys need to do to have more success in the big dance? And Calipari's like, what teams are you talking about specifically that lost early in the tournament? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, you know, Tennessee didn't, they got upset. And he like named somebody else. And Cal's like, you can say it. He's like, he's like, you can say we lost to St. Peter's in the first round. And the guy was just like so embarrassed. I'm like, dude, just, you know, bring it a little bit. Like, you don't have to dance around when everybody knows exactly what you're talking about, especially when you're asking the man a himself. Guy, maybe? It's like I don't know, but I saw the clip and I was like, dude. But Cal handled it actually pretty well. Uh, but yeah. It's funny. Peacocks in the tournament. Texas, if the NCAA tournament turns into a ribbon prize, I will lose my bleep. You got to earn it. You're st- you, you know what? You, I, Texas, you, you say that, and I say it. You, Mike says it. Ross, they're going to watch it. I'll watch it. I'll be pissed, though. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be very mad. They're like, well, are you still going to watch? Yes. It's like me when I watched Clerks 3. Like, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not happy going into it. I'm not going to be happy, though. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want me unhappy. It's like, well, do we still have your view? Yes. Will you still fill out a bracket? Yeah. It's like watching season eight of How I Met Your Mother. I'm going to watch the damn thing, but I'm not going to enjoy this. Texas, I missed most of the show today. Did you just say this is IRP Eve? Are we for real getting our notice tomorrow? No. The tech- <laughs> Stop. That's why I shouldn't just say things. Actually, why- Mike actually knows the result. He's just waiting. I think a texter was assuming it because it's the eve of Live Alive, which seems like the most cruel thing that yeah. the NCAA could do to us. Um, but no, I, I have no no knowledge that it's IRP Eve. I do expect it relatively soon. Do you think they know Louisville Lives tomorrow? Oh, they know everything. They know just how to screw with us. <laughs> if they knew everything, they wouldn't be so bad at their job. Well, they they're intentionally bad. Texas, I missed uh, the same. More people talking about IRP Eve. <laughs> Texas, maybe Rose will be the uh, new Fat Wayne being in the doghouse. I guess he'll only perform in NCAA tournament games. Hey, Wayne, Wayne got it going late in his career. He did. Just very late in his career. I never thought I would be so sad that the one, us losing that game. and Like, he became, in just that one year, he, he grew on me. He's great. He's our best player for the last month of the season. Huge strides, yeah. Texas, any rumors slash news on the new music intro for the show? No, not hearing anything on that front. I mean, I, I saw some text yesterday, some late text we got from one text that he loves the intro. He, I think he, his next line was, I've only been listening for a few weeks, but. I like the intro. Yeah. We can leave it. I just, you know, people think it's bad juju. Texas, did you know that Kenny Payne has never been a head coach? Big if true. Let's rethink this whole thing. Texas, when was the last time that UofL actually lost to UK in basketball? Do you get to overreact when our streak continues under KP? We've never lost them in the pandemic era. No. It was pre-pandemic the last time they beat us. This this decade we haven't lost them, right? I didn't know what COVID was the last time I was watching Louisville lose to Kentucky in basketball. Long time. I mean, the 2020s is an era of Louisville domination. It's like Kenny Payne always says. At some point, one side has to uphold their end of this rivalry. And I think we all know that he's talking about the side in Lexington. It's some, at some point, it's, 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 is it even fun for us at this point is my question. Is it even a rivalry? Is it even a rivalry at this point? Is, is Virginia a bigger rivalry to us, even though they, they always beat us? I think still we've won once. We've at least beaten them in the pandemic era. Yeah. Get over it. Texas says, if we can sign a top 10 class before the season and finish with a winning, winning record in year one under Payne, it's a success. Oh, I totally agree. If we sign a top 10 class and have a winning record, 
yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a huge success. Agreed. Uh, Texas says I personally like KP's approach. He's trying to build a program and not just shooting for a good season. Program over season in my mind. I think that was part of Max's issues in the last couple of seasons. Grad transfer guards to patch holes versus developing high school talent. No knock on Carleek, but I personally think Carleek stunted David Johnson's growth. It worked for Mac until last year, and it totally blew up. I'm sorry for the super long text. Okay. I, I don't think he stunted David Johnson's growth. I think they worked well together. I, now the last last year was combined with having to do a whole revamp of the coaching staff. Looked like a we're desperately trying to put band aids on broken arms for sure. and trying to fix something right away. And that, yeah, short term, that, that was clear. And look what happened when they did that. It ended with no one coming back. He threw everything at the wall and just hoped that something yeah. stuck and, and none of it did. Yeah. Uh, Texas, I wish, uh, if I had it my way, we would start college basketball in late November, like we used to. And, and in mid April that avoids football and basketball overlapping. What would you prefer? I'm, I'm with this texter. I prefer, I, I prefer the later November as well. Later November, but back in the day, it still ended at the same time that it does now. It still was like the first Monday in April. This texture saying, "Yeah, normally lengthen the end of the season." He's saying, "Go play the NCAA tournament until mid-April." But that, um, the, the problem is they're so in deep when it comes to the branding with March Madness, they're not going to do that. No, no, you have to. Yeah, they're not going to make it April Madness or May Madness, which was proposed a few years ago. It's just like that's not going to change. The title game and it didn't always end on the first uh, first Monday in April. Is it always the only on time it's different? Is when. Cause the latest, I was thinking they've had title games in, in like into March, though, haven't they? Maybe in the past? The or? latest it can be is April 8th, which is when ours was in, in 2013. Okay. Yeah. Texas, technically every other week where UofL can't do anything right happened during our practice week, so let's hope the bad tackling left during the bye week. The Ville will get the dub this weekend. That's a good way to think about it. We've been good every other week. We've been awful on the, um, the odd weeks, so maybe the bye week carries over. That was our bad week, and now we're going to beat Pitt and okay. then be bad against Wake Forest. Or maybe just stop being bad. Texas Pet Day hasn't been this pissed since Lily T finished fifth of the 92 Preakness. <laughs> Texas, who was the best looking Seinfeld girl? I vote Lori Laughlin. That would be. Which one was Lori Laughlin? She was the. Um, I'm somewhat bad with names. Lori Laughlin's the one from um, uh, Full House. She was Aunt Becky. Oh, okay. Well, she was. Well, she was on Seinfeld. I'm trying to. She was on Seinfeld. She was a guest. I was going to say she Tori. one of Jerry's girlfriends on Seinfeld. She was, I don't know her name Me either. I know she was on. She I mean, was, you can look it up. Like, yeah. I don't I'll know how to describe the character. She, I, I would say Terry Hatcher though. Terry Hatcher was nice. The real, they're real. They're I forget, I, you know, underestimated mobile was pretty attractive. Mobile was not unattractive. Yeah. I don't know who plays the, 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 the actors, but she was, yeah. <laughs> I know we have to get out here early, so I don't think we can get to all these. I'm looking at the all, all these Seinfeld women or no, all no, no. Okay. these texts are asking for like long winded answers and we can't really. Oh, yeah. Texas, no one wants an expanded tournament outside of coaches and administrators. I haven't seen one fan ask for it. It's purely, purely job security and money driven. Oh, yeah. The only people who want this are. I don't think it's coaches. And, I think it's TV execs and it's coaches too. NCAA. It's coaches who feel like, you know, they want more job security. Um, it, wow. It's certainly NCAA people and it's certainly TV people like more games, more money. No fan wants this. Oh, the TV people want it more than anybody. Well, yeah. They're the way. Yeah, exactly. More money, more more commercials, longer games. Yeah. Um, Texas, Christine Lakin by far. Um, Texas, May Madness will happen once we have more teams in the tournament and there are actual – then there are th- actual th- local Thornton's locations. I mean, we've got World Series in November this year. We do. Um, the Real quickly, I know we have to get out early today. Phillies lead the Padres 4-2 to in the middle of the fourth, so we won't predict that game. But tonight, 7-37, TBS. Game one, Yankees-Astros. Uh, intern Patrick, who you got? Yankees. Astros. I got Astros, too, in game one. 
Yeah. Verlander on the hill. Yankees oh, Astros, were celebrating yeah. last night. I think they. I, I still think they have a shot in the series, but game one, I say goes to the Strohs. Who you got in the World Series? Uh, I'm going to say Strohs, Phillies. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, Patrick. I don't want it to be that. I don't like other team. Strohs probably sweep them, too. Strohs are good. Yeah, I know they are. Patrick, you got North Series, buddy. Strohs, Phillies. <sighs> Nobody's giving the Padres any love here, huh? Well, they're down one game to nothing, and they're losing a game, too. I, I would love it. I, Padres are fun. I'd root for them over the Phillies. Somewhere Tony Gwynn's looking up or down He's at angry. us. He's mad. Furious. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, everyone have a fantastic Wednesday. We will see you guys right back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Go Cards.